don't you wait on me? Well, now, mine not won't you when Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Man, I feel good. Listen, bruv, I don't want to come on here and, you know, start lying to y'all niggas. I feel great. I feel amazing, bruv. I'm an apex performer. I'm elite. Okay? I don't want to come on here, you know, and try and be relatable. Right? Start saying shit like, oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I got anxiety. I don't. I don't, my nigga. I'm out here feeling myself. Why? Because, because I'm, I'm becoming a legend. I'm becoming a comedy legend. It is what it is, bruv. Look at Monday. <laughs> what happened on Monday? Fam, I dropped a six-hour-plus solo podcast on Monday. A solo episode that ran or runs for six hours. Six hours. I really do this. Six hours of funny. Six hours of information. Six hours of drama. Right? Six hours of immaculate production. Flawless production. Bruv, let's just keep it a buck. At this rate, I'm infallible. Right? I'm like Mayweather, my nigga. Legit, I'm like Mayweather. I'm 50 and no, I do this. I do this all day, every day, day, my nigga. I really do this. Right? And bruv, yo, listen. Ever since I recovered from COVID Zeta Jones, bruv, I've been feeling incredible. You know, fam, there's this new form of COVID, right, called Long COVID. Like, bro, yo, motherfuckers are struggling with long COVID in America. Right? And by motherfuckers, I'm talking about Gen Z. I'm talking about the youngins. I'm talking about the young bucks. Oh, it was in the building. Corona was in the building. Don't get it fucked up. I don't wish it on nobody. Cough, 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 cough. Ha 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 ha. I'm just fucking with you, dummy. I'm a fucking robot. No COVID for me, but you should keep your head on a swivel. And by the way, that mask is not for your chin. Are you stupid or are you dumb? I'm talking about these little TikTokers. These little knee knockers. Knickerbockers. That's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about these little feral bastards. Look at them. Look at them. These kids, yo, yo, dude, dude, have you ever just, just taken a moment out of your busy schedule? I'm talking to millennials, okay? Gen Z, relax, okay? <laughs> right? I'm talking to the busy cohorts, <laughs> right? I'm talking to the millennials, Gen X, and the baby boomers. That's who I'm talking about, Gen Z, relax. 
right? Relax. So millennials and the rest, have y'all ever just taken time out of your very busy schedules? You, you guys are busy running the world. You guys are busy, you know, carrying the global economy. Have y'all ever taken time out, right, to just look at these kids? Like, dude, what's going on? These kids, dude, have you, dude, take time out, right, right, and just look at a Gen Z. Just look at, just look at a Gen Z, bruv, and what you'll see is a sad little kitten, Right? It's a sad little, little fucking kitten, but, 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 but he or she or them or they, you know, lack curiosity. They are little feral bastards who lack curiosity. Legit. Right? And bruv, yo, that's all we've got as a people, as humanity, that's all we've got, bruv. Our fucking curiosity. We are nothing without curiosity because curiosity is the reason why this podcast exists. Curiosity is the reason why, is the reason why we have iPhones, right? Curiosity is the reason why we understand gravity, right? Curiosity. So these fucking, these kids got no curiosity. And bruv, they are all rocking braces. Like, yo, yo, all of them, they all have braces. What's that about? What's that about? Right? And I'm now, I'm now seeing, you know, a bunch of fucking millennials rocking braces as well. I'm seeing a bunch of 35-year-olds rocking braces. Bruv, if you are over 30, right, with braces... Fucking bear hugging your teeth. Listen, listen. How about cut the shit? How about how about that? Right? I'm seeing a lot of millennials now pop up. I'd be like, bitch, you are 50. You are 50. Let it go. Okay? Like, why are you trying to straighten your teeth in your 50s? It's over. Okay? It's over. You got one foot in the grave. Wrap it up. But I digress. I fucking digress. Okay? All I'm saying is, bruv. All I'm saying is, take time out and look at a Gen Z kid. Alright, let's go! Hope, I am afraid miners cannot go onto the casino floor. I'm not a miner, dumbass. You see a shovel in my hand? These kids look unprepared. Let's just call it what it is. They look unprepared and they got big old teeth. What's that about? Right? And they be dancing all over TikTok, all over Instagram. Why? Why? Bruv, yo, it feels like 2005 all over again. Remember when every single person you met was a member of a dance crew? Like every single person I met back in the days was a dancer. I mean, bruh, I was like, doggy, like, yo, why are you crumping? That's silly. Like, motherfuckers be out there crumping, you know what I mean? Like, pumping their fucking chest and shit. I'd be like, bruh, like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you? They'd be like, yo, ticky, 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 ticky. I'd be like, doggy, like, relax. Right? But yo, yo, there's a fucking difference, though, between dancing now and dancing then. Yo, 
These fucking, yo, these Gen Z motherfuckers don't know how to dance. Their dances are trash. At least back in the days, right? Millennials gave a fuck. They tried, right? Motherfuckers were literal athletes. Millennials, millennial dancers were literal athletes. Motherfuckers were out there learning how to crump. They were out there learning how to do backflips, right? Like, dude, it, it was a whole thing. Hey, listen. Patience. Don't do anything stupid. Niggas gave a fuck, right? They cared. They wanted to be dope. They put in the work. I mean, bruv, look at Chris Brown, huh? How the fuck do you think he got that good? Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's not some fucking miracle, you know, that Chris Brown is a great dancer. No, bruv. No, he got that shit from the Crump era. He got that shit from the J-Squad era. Niggas gave a fuck back in the days. Right? That's why Chris Brown can do some fucking Jet Lee type shit when he dances. The Jet! Right? These days, oh my fucking God. These fucking kids, bruv. Like, yo, yo, I, yo, I've seen your videos, man. Your videos are trash. These kids be out there doing these weird two-steppy type dances. I be like, Gen Z. Y'all niggas are 60 already? Hey, y'all niggas, y'all niggas are pensioners already? Y'all motherfuckers, motherfuckers be like, oh no, ma, we, we are not. We are young. 
We are fighting the good fight. Climate change is real. And I'd be like, yeah, climate change is real. Blame the boomers for that. But, 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 but. Why are y'all two-stepping? <laughs> you know, like, dude, yo, especially in South Africa. Especially in South Africa, bruv. These fucking dancers on Instagram, right? They be doing these weird Amapiano slow dances. You know what I mean? You feel me? Like, I be like, what, what? What's going on? What happened to being an athlete? What happened to fucking tearing your ACL during a fucking dance? What happened to that? Huh? What happened to twisting your ankle? What happened to, to your fucking knee breaking while dancing? What happened to that, bruv? Back in the days, dancing was an extreme sport. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Right? Back in the day, dude, these days, these fucking kids, dude. I mean, like, dude, what's going on? These kids don't know how to dance, bro. They don't. They don't. They don't know how to fucking dance. Right? But I fucking digress. Right? I fucking digress. All I know is long COVID has youngins in America in a fucking chokehold. Okay, and listen, bruv, listen, I believe that I've got long COVID. That's what I believe. Legit. I believe that I've got long COVID. You feel me? Listen, I can feel it inside of me, right? Doing backflips, performing miracles. Dude, yo, fam, I've got long COVID inside of me walking on water. Legit. Like, bruv, yo, you don't want to be inside my temple right now, right? You don't want to be inside my body right now, dude. Legit, biblical events are happening inside of my body. Biblical events, bruv, right? God just sent Moses, right, to go search for, for, for Canaan, <laughs> right? Oh, you'll see a burning bush, Moses, You'll see a burning bush. Take the Israelites. Take the Israelites to the promised land. Right? Inside of me right now. It's happening right now. Right fucking now, bruv. But I digress yet again. Long COVID is real. And kids are out there struggling with long COVID in America. Right? These kids got lingering physical mental and neurological symptoms you feel me these kids are struggling to fucking concentrate at school right one of the kids was like yo you know i, I tried writing an exam and i saw i saw i saw the numbers right just just floating off of the page and i was like come on brah nah nah, <laughs> nah come on dude he was like yo the numbers were were floating they came off of the page. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, the numbers were out here looking like, looking like Richard Branson, right? Looking like Richard Branson floating in space. I was like, come on, Dougie. Niggas be out here blaming COVID for everything. Listen, Dougie, listen, you are dumb. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, listen, listen. The numbers were floating off of the page 
because sir you are dumb okay you stupid <laughs> legit i don't know what to tell you dude i don't know what to tell you right don't be out here blaming covid for the fact that you are dumb you you you, you are dumb dumb you are dumb you dumb and it's all good. Listen, you are stupid. You are dumb. You don't know shit. Right? You don't know shit. Your fucking brain is a blank page. That's what you are. Listen, doggy, doggy, you are stupid. Dumb, are you dumb? Stupid or dumb? Huh? Yeah, you don't be out here trying to blame COVID for your dumbness. Don't be out here trying to blame COVID for your stupidity. Listen, bruv, you are dumb and we can accommodate you. It's all good, right? Your mom still loves you. You feel me? Your family still fucks with you. Listen, there's no problem with being a little dumb, right? And also, there's no problem with being a lot dumb. And most of y'all niggas are dumb and it's okay. It's all good, right? Niggas be out here blaming COVID for everything. Come on, dog. <laughs> nah, dude. You dumb. You a dumb dumb. <laughs> you a dumb 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 dumb. You are dumb. Right? Oh, I had COVID and now and now I have I have a weird brain fog. Right? They call it a brain fog. You feel me? Oh, it's so foggy in my head. Like I'd be like, really? You know? We don't believe you, nigga. You need more people. Well, we don't believe you. You need more people. Oh, yeah, Hove. You know, I needed your help, right? Right? Listen, bruv, I had already said that. I had already said we don't believe you. You need more people. But nah, evidently, you know, you, you, you heard that and you were like, nah, you know? It didn't have that thing, Maui. You feel me? It's a boy. It didn't have that thing. Right? That's exactly what you thought. You thought I needed your help. Right? And then, and then what did you do? Right? You, you came in here repeating what I already said. You know, listen, bruv. Listen. Yeah, I took your line. Right? I took your line. You made it a hot line, but I made it a hot part. That's what I did. That's what I did. Like, yo, Jay-Z, listen, listen, listen. You know, you, you shouldn't be here. Leave, sir. Leave. Like, dude, aren't you supposed to be on a fucking yacht somewhere? Aren't you a billionaire, dude? Like, dude, yo, haven't you seen what billionaires are out there doing? Billionaires are out there cheating on their wives. Oh, my God, you already did that. Oops, sorry. Billionaires are out there poisoning fucking water supplies. Right, they're out there poisoning water supplies. They're out there poisoning the food supply, my nigga. You should be out there doing the same. Okay? Like, bruv, yo, Dryer Michelle is not even a billionaire and she understands how billionaires work. Right? She runs a fucking sweatshop. That's what you should be doing, Hove. You should be running a sweatshop. Right? Go partner with Dryer Michelle. Right? Dryer is so fucking dumb. You know? She's a dumb dumb. And I'm pretty sure she's gonna come out, you know, saying, Oh my god, I'm sorry, I had COVID. 
right? And now where it is, I have long COVID, so it has it has affected my my mentals, <laughs> right? She's gonna say mentals. Yeah, it, it affected my mentals. My my my, my brains is is and um, <laughs> right? Like, dude, Drya Michelle, like, how dumb is she, bruv? Right? She was out there fucking documenting her sweatshop trip. She was like, yo, listen, people are out there chilling in Europe. <laughs> Here I am, CEOing at a sweatshop. CEOing? Like, well, dude, hey, what the fuck is going on out here? Dumb, dumb. She's dumb. Right? She's fucking dumb. Legit. Right? In the words, in the words of, um, Charlie, right? Charlie Kabowski. Charles Kabowski. The famous American writer. In the words of Charles Kabowski. Charles Bukowski, not Kabowski. I mean, bruv, yo, here I am, calling people dumb, right? I'm always saying people are dumb when evidently I'm dumb myself. Jesus fucking Christ, it's Charles Bukowski, not Kabowski, the big Lebowski. Ugh, let's get back to the episode. Don't try, right? That's exactly what Drya Michelle is doing. She's not trying. She's just being herself. Right? I'm pretty sure some of y'all are out there going, Hey, yo, Maui, yo. Maui, like, you gave us a six-hour podcast on Monday, and now you are giving us another part in the same week. Maui, why? Why, Maui? Because I don't try. I really don't. Like, I really just do this. Like, I don't try to do this. I just wake up, grab the mic, and go. Like, dude, literally today, right? I woke up, cleaned the crib, brushed my teeth, and grabbed the mic. Well, well, made a cup of coffee as well. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. Come on, come on. Come on, bro. I gotta do it. Right? I'm not even gonna say excuse me. Excuse you for your excuse me for what? Right? Why should I be excused for burping? Don't you burp? Huh? Don't you poop? Don't you fart? Legit. I do this. I don't try. I just wake up and do this. It's like breathing. Being funny is like breathing. Right? And talking is just, it's just, I do this. Right? Being funny is like breathing and talking is like oxygen. I do this. Right? And of course, I know a lot of shit, so talking is easy and being funny is easy. Right? Motherfucker. Oh, say excuse me, Maui, for burping. Say I'm sorry for burping. No. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> okay? Fuck y'all niggas. Legit. 
we all burp, we all fart, and we all poop, right? Even though, even though, even though, you know, pooping is, is you know, it's weird. Why? Because, because we all know for a fact that everybody shits. Everybody poops, but we don't have proof of that, right? Like, like I know that my neighbor shits. You feel me? He probably shits for a living. This fucking guy is always in the hood, just fucking chilling, just relaxing. I'd be like, dude, did this guy win the fucking lottery, bruv? Right? But you know what? You know what? I respect the fact that he doesn't try. You feel me? He's like, hey, listen, I, yo, Maui, I take it one day at a time, right? If I win today, I win. If I lose tomorrow, I lose. This what it is. It is what it is. You feel me? But I digress, bro. We all shit, but we don't have proof that everybody shits. Like, we, we, we know that Beyonce shits, right? But we've never seen her shit. We just assume that, yeah, you know, like, judging on, you know, what everybody says, right, about their fucking, you know, bowel movements, you feel me? We just assume that, hey, you know, Beyonce shits, you feel me? You just assume that I shit, right? You assume that I poop. You don't know that. You've never seen me poop. I've never seen you poop. I don't have proof that you poop. But I know that you poop. But I've never seen it. You feel me? Hey, bruv, yo, listen, listen, yo. It gets, it gets mystical. That's all I'm saying. It gets mystical. Right? It gets mystical. It's a fucking superposition. A little bit. You feel me? Like, like the fact that you poop, but I've never seen you poop. Yo, that's a fucking superposition. Right? Because I'm assuming that you poop based on how the human body works. But I don't know how your body works. You probably don't even have a fucking asshole. You probably move like fucking Kim Jong-un. Who knows? Kim Jong-un doesn't shit. Allegedly, apparently. Word on the street. Right? Word is, you know, he claims that he doesn't shit. Which makes perfect sense because he looks bloated. He looks constipated at all fucking times. Legit. Right? You don't get that big by shitting it out. No. You gotta fucking keep it. You gotta retain your poop. And that's what he does. And I respect that. You know why? Because he doesn't try. He doesn't try to poop. No. He just fucking lives. Right? You can just see, yo, dude, Kim Jong-un just lives, right? He just goes through his life, like, just fucking gliding through. Legit, he doesn't give a flying fuck. He doesn't care about fashion. He doesn't care about being kind. He doesn't care about love. He just fucking, yo, he just lives. He doesn't try to love. Legit, he doesn't try to make peace with the world. No! Don't try. Just be yourself. Right? Like, bruv, niggas that try never become what they think they should be. Right? Like, dude, they never become what they think they are. Because they try. Yo, there goes these fucking dogs. Like them. Yo, dude. Yo, bruh. Bruh. Yo, how can I get, how can I get an AR-15? 
Inside. Inside. How can I get that, bro? Do y'all niggas know? Yo, do you guys have a plug for AR-15s? Do you guys know a Mapena who's willing to risk it all for cultural purposes? Who's willing to risk it all for pop culture purposes? That person is going to be a legend. Do you guys know a Mabana who's sick and tired of being a Mabana? A guy or girl who's like, listen, I'm tired of being a soldier, right? Do you guys know a decorated soldier who's willing to jump out the window for a podcasting god like myself? Like, listen, bro, yo, we are. We're going to make history. We're going to make history. Do you guys know a fucking guy or girl who's ready? Huh? Who's ready to fucking, you know, provide me with arms. To supply me with arms. Legit, bruv. Am I going to start a little fucking militia? Who knows? It's none of her or his business, my nigga. Just give me the guns. Right? Give me the guns. I got beef with these fucking dogs, bruv. And if I get a gun, if I get, listen, if I get an AK-4, right? If I get an AK-4, right? Dude, yo, in the words, right? Or in the sounds of 6 9 I'm going to pull up going, what gun is that? Nobody knows. Real shit. And if you have that, you don't think this I have that? look in your eyes. Let me tell you what I see. I see a motherfucker. You have all you have totally dismissed. You didn't already played it out how you gonna go. I don't think you're scared to die. What's your second? He's not scared to die. He has already embraced that. He didn't play it out how it was gonna happen if it happened. He's not scared of that shit. I'm looking at him. He's not, he don't got no fear, however they do it to him. He don't care about that, right? He really got a point to prove. That's and that's my point. If right? you see it. Listen, I don't play around and do shit. I will say I this. I only attack the people that's coming for me. I said, yo, I fired security eight months ago. If I walk out of here and a nigga come from behind me out the staircase, hung, 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 it was already supposed to happen. When well, I listen, came nigga, in, I don't know what kind of gun that is. No. <laughs> yo, yo. I don't know. I don't know. That's a different yo, kind of gun. That's whack, man. <laughs> All I know is I've got a few scores to settle. Okay, because this neighborhood is going to the dogs and bruv, I'm not going to sit here and allow that shit to happen. These dogs be barking every single time I start recording. What the fuck is going on? Do they want to be my co-host? Huh? Because listen, bruv, we can arrange that. We can make it official. I can be the fucking Dave Portnoy to their call her daddy. Let's yo, let's make it happen. Let's sign the deal. I'll give you your fucking IP. Let's make it possible. Right? Who knows? Spotify maybe will pull up, pick it up for 60 mil. Next thing you know, we are chilling in fucking in Ibiza. Right? Right? We be chilling in Ibiza. Right? Or fucking Paris. Since Messi is leaving Barcelona. We'll be chilling in Paris. Right? With our niggas, of course, of course. 
You can't be in Paris with a bunch of white people. No, you gotta be in Paris with your niggas. Right? If you are white, listen, listen. Get yourself, you know, some black friends. Right? And then fly them out to Paris. And then play Watch the Throne. Yo, <laughs> and then just sit back and watch. Sit back and watch black people magic, right? Watch us, yo, dude, watch us fucking transform into a fucking David Copperfield magic trick. Legit, watch us fucking transform, bruv, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? Watch us fucking levitate like David Blaine. We do this! Right, black people magic. We do this, especially when niggas in Paris comes on in Paris, Bruh, fam. Listen, listen. You don't wanna see me in Paris when niggas in Paris comes on. Listen, I become a nigga in Paris. Legit, fam. Yo, dude. If you wanna see me mess my life up, play niggas in Paris while I'm in Paris. I literally, I'll become a nigga in Paris. I'm going to walk into fucking AMS and buy everything. Listen, I, yo, I would blow my entire life savings. If you were to play niggas in Paris while this nigga is in Paris, yo, I, I'm going to come back home broke. I'm going to come back home and, and listen, I'm going to have to look for a job, right? I'm going to have to come back home and look for a job. Legit. It is what it is. Don't play niggas in Paris when this nigga is in Paris, nigga. I'm gonna splurge. I'm gonna splurge. That's what I'm gonna do. Hey, Imi Loyo. What the fuck is that? Konka is a nightclub in Soweto. Konka is now trending on Twitter, 
The reason Konka is dreading is because people are complaining saying that things are very expensive at Konka. Waiters and waitresses focus more on those who spend more money, if you're not a big spender it's a problem. If you want to go to Konka you must buy new phone, new clothes, new car. You need to look fresh and expensive if you want to go to Konka. By just looking at the parking at Konka you can't tell that you must look the part, to go to Konka. And some are saying that Konka is not expensive, people are just broke that's why they are complaining about Konka. They are saying that don't complain about Konka. If you can't afford Konka then don't go to Konka. Sir, now that you've got your check, do you plan on quitting your job driving this truck? Truck driver? I ain't no truck driver. I'm a janitor. Janitor? That's right, baby. I just bought this truck straight cash. And I got enough cigarettes to last me and my family for the rest of our lives. I'm rich, bitch! And bruv, I don't even drink alcohol. I don't even drink alcohol. But yo, if you were to play niggas in Paris while I'm in Paris, I'm gonna start drinking, bruv. Right? I'm gonna start drinking. I'm gonna be out there, yo, developing and picking up bad habits. Next thing you know, I'm incorrigible. You feel me? I can't break the habits. Next thing you know, I'm an addict. Right? Next thing you know, dude, listen. Don't you, de- don't you dare play niggas in Paris while this niggas in Paris. That's all I'm saying. Okay? But I fucking digress. Yo, dude, I said all of that to say this. Don't try. Okay? Don't. Legit. Just do what you do. Don't try. Just do what you do. Because, bruv, you know, when you try, right, when you try hard, right, to do something, or to achieve something, this means that that thing is not for you, right? You are just faking jacks. That thing is not for you, bruv, right? You are just doing it because you want to please your neighbors or you want to please your family. You're doing it for your mom. You are not doing it for yourself. You feel me? You are doing it for your neighbors. You want your fucking neighbors to say, yo, did y'all see that Maui is a pilot? Wow. Wow, we now have a pilot in our neighborhood. Right? Wow. Did y'all see that Maui is an accountant? Oh my God. We now have an accountant in our neighborhood. That's what happens when you try. Right? When you try, you end up chasing shit that ain't for you. Did I- You end up doing shit because your friends are doing it. Not because you want to do it. Right? Or you end up doing shit for the money. And the fame. And the fucking adulation. Right? You don't do shit because you are truly passionate about that particular thing. So when you don't try, you find your true self. You find your true calling. You lean into your gifts. You lean into your talents. You lean into your vocation. That's what happens when you don't try. So my advice to you is don't try. Just flow. Right? Hence, I can release a six-hour pod. Hence, I can sit here and record another pod. And on Monday, there'll be another pod. Right? Because I don't try to do this. I really do this. But I digress. Back to long COVID.
<laughs> right? I did. This fucking episode is all over the place. Right? Let me read you this. As young people across the country, America, prepare to return to school, many are struggling to recover from lingering post-COVID neurological, physical, and psychiatric symptoms, often called long COVID. The symptoms and their duration vary, as does the severity. At Boston Children's Hospital, where a program draws long COVID patients from across the country, we are seeing things like fatigue, headaches, brain fog, memory and concentration difficulties, sleep disturbances, ongoing change in smell and taste. Right? Like, dude, these kids are just going through a lot. Hmm. And COVID was in there somewhere. God bless. But that COVID was in there. God bless. <coughs> Their immune systems are fucked up. I guess this is what happens when you grow up without Crumpy. This is it. This is what happens when you grow up without J-Squad. I'm just saying. These kids need a bit of fucking J-Squad in their lives. Right? Legit, I'm just, yo, listen. I'm just saying, bruh. Right? They need to fucking jabberwocky their swag. Jabberwocky your swag, my nigga. Jabberwocky your swag. Fact. You know? So, bruv, long COVID is out here. Right? And it is wrecking havoc in America. So, judging by, you know, what I just read, long COVID is basically the symptoms of COVID-19 still lingering post-COVID-19, so post-recovering from COVID-19, you still have some, you know, effects of COVID-19, you know, lingering in your body. Well, I think, I think I've got long COVID as well. Legit. But, but mine is a bit different. Mine, you know, like I think the opposite of what these kids are experiencing is happening with me. You know, I think my long COVID is, has improved everything. Like, I think, you know, I can feel that there's something different in my, in my head, but it is not, you know, fog. I don't have brain fog. Bruv, if anything, like all of the fog that I had, right? If I did have any fog in my head or if there were like foggy parts of my brain, I think, you know, those parts or that fog has cleared out. You know, honestly, I think the opposite is happening with me. I feel new and improved. Bruv, everything tastes different. Everything. Coffee no longer tastes like how it used to before I got COVID, right? I I had COVID Zeta Jones, by the way, FYI. COVID Zeta Jones, right? That's what I had. You feel me? But I fucking digress. So, bruv, I think my long COVID is, is, is different. I'm, I'm getting, you know, the opposite of what these kids are getting, which is weird. I do believe that you know, um, my COVID did, you know, alter my brain chemistry a little bit, but I feel like, I can't even describe it, I feel 
refreshed. Like, I feel new. I feel... You know, I feel like a robot. I feel like a, I feel like a fucking machine. I feel like I can do anything. Honestly. I'm a savage. I'm a savage. I can do anything. Ooh. The jab. But that's how I really feel. I'm a savage. Oh, I'm a savage. Whatever I want, I'm going to get. Whatever I want, I have to get. Yes! What's next? What's next? I gotta get it. I'm not gonna stay fucking down. I'm not gonna stay fucking lying down. I'm not. I can't do that, man. I can't do that. What's next? Give me something else. What can't you do? I can do it. I can do anything. Everything tastes amazing. Um, I can smell everything and, you know, and certain smells have been altered. Certain foods now taste, you know, good like better like I, I can't describe it right apples now taste a bit different it's as if I'm now tasting the apple and the essence of the apple <laughs> you feel me like the coffee like when I drink coffee I it, man I, I can't even describe this shit like it feels like I, I, I don't know man Right, I really don't know how to how to articulate it because the taste is so profound, right, and so weird and so new that you know, trying to describe it, trying to you know, put it into words is is, is difficult. Like it tastes, man. It, I don't know. I, all I know is I wish I could just fucking swim in it. Like, honestly, like, black coffee, coffee with cream, it don't matter. Fact. It tastes incredible. I can't even describe it. Like, it, it's, you know, it, it tastes foreign a little bit. Like, because, you know, I know how coffee's supposed to taste because I drink so much coffee. But, you know, these days, ever since, you know, I came out of my, um, my illness, like, you know, uh, coffee just tastes... I don't know, incredible, and, and bruv, like, mentally, like, I feel sharper, I feel quicker, I feel rejuvenated, man, like, I, I can't describe it, legit, like, I really cannot describe how I feel, all I know is my sense of smell and taste um, have both been altered, and I do believe that, you know, um, COVID did try to fuck with my brain, right? It did try to fuck with, uh, you know, my brain to a, you know, to a point where I think it was going to cause a lot of damage. But I believe that because we attacked it so quickly and so early, right, that it didn't get to uh, progress enough to a point of no return. I think we stopped it very quickly and it didn't do the damage that it was meant to do or the damage that it is supposed to do, right? And then, like, I just believe that, you know, it has opened up some portals in my brain. Like, things are different. Things are different post-COVID. And it's, it's weird. It's fucking weird. But... Man, like, I, I, you know, I welcome the changes. Legit, like, you know, the reason why 
you know, well, one of the reasons why I believe that I can now record a six hour, five hour podcast is because of the fact that like I'm sharper, man. Like my, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm right here. Like I'm right here. Like I'm sharper. I'm, I'm quicker. Um, you know, I, I can't describe it. Right. My energy is way, 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 way up. Like I'm just ready for anything. I'm, I'm always ready to go. Like, you know, so you know, um, while reading this article on the New York Times about long COVID, you know, like I read that, you know, you know, some of these kids are feeling, uh, you know, lethargic, you know, they, they're tired all the time and all of that. And I was like, I'm experiencing the, the opposite of that. Like, I, I feel I'm pumped up. It's as if I'm high on cocaine, my nigga, legit. I'm pumped the fuck up. You know, I'm ready, right? I'm just saying, bruv, I'm fucking ready. So I believe that I've got long COVID, but I'm experiencing the opposite of what these kids are experiencing, right? So now, bruv, we've got breakthrough COVID. We've got alpha COVID, beta COVID, gamma COVID, delta COVID, delta plus COVID, lambda COVID, and uh, long COVID, right? It's just, just you know, COVID and uh, and, and his family. You feel me? I, listen, it's, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is, bruv. And, you know, Americans are going through it, bruv. Because the U.S. is now averaging more than 100,000 cases a day. COVID is back. <laughs> COVID is officially back in America. Right? It's officially back, bruv. Right? Like, like, dude, this is just fucking wild, bruv. The fact that only 50% of Americans are inoculated against COVID-19 is wild to me. Because America is supposed to be, you know, a leader. Like, you know, they're supposed to lead the way in everything. They're supposed to have, you know, the most people inoculated. These are just, you know, all facts. So the other 50% is choosing not to get vaccinated and now niggas are dying over there. Because the other 50%, you know, is, you know what I mean? Is dum 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 Right? The other 50% is, you know, QAnon. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Uh, the Delta variant now far and away the top threat. Hospitals across the country are sounding the alarm about a rise in COVID admissions. And the U.S. has recorded four straight days of over 100,000 cases. Those are the highest number since February. This surge hitting areas with low vaccination rates. We're going to talk to a doctor fighting on the front lines at a major children's hospital in Louisiana. But first, let's go to Victor Okendo at Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami. At Florida reports the highest confirmed number of children admitted with the virus. Good morning, Victor. Good morning, Michael. Several of those pediatric patients right here inside Nicholas Children's Hospital. Currently, they're caring for more than 20 kids with COVID. One of them is on a ventilator. 
This morning, health officials are frustrated over a COVID surge that never had to happen. Well, I'm afraid we should not really have ever gotten in the place we are. Most of the cases, of course, now in unvaccinated people, almost all of the deaths are unvaccinated people. And these are younger people now, including children. The number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 now topping 66,000, nearly 8,400 people admitted each day. In Austin, Texas, where only six ICU beds are available for 2.3 million residents, the city sending out a text alert warning the COVID-19 situation in Austin is dire. Healthcare facilities are open, but resources are limited due to a surge in cases. In Florida, some hospitals are suspending elective surgeries and limiting visitors, moving beds into conference rooms, even a cafeteria. Experts warning hospitals could start turning people away. If this pace continues for the next four or five days, uh, which it seems it will, the hospital systems in Florida and Louisiana will collapse. Uh, that's how bad this is. In Louisiana, they're facing the nation's highest rate of new cases. New Orleans Children's Hospital saying they're seeing an epidemic of very young children. In Florida, the number of children there hospitalized with COVID, now the highest in the country. One positive update here. Now, for the first time, more than 50% of all Americans, that even includes those children who are not eligible to be vaccinated yet, now more than 50% of all Americans are fully vaccinated. Robin. We now return to your regular programming. The other 50% is Trumpified, right? Them niggas, you know, they, they got questions. And listen, bruv, they do have the right to question the vaccine. They do. You feel me, bruv? The vaccine is new. It's weird. Right, mRNA this, DNA that. Some people don't understand how that shit works. So they want to know, like, yo, bruv, if I, if I put this shit in my body, in my temple, hmm? if I put, if I put this, this, this miracle of a drug in my temple, do you promise me that, do you promise me that it's not going to turn on me? Do you promise me that this godly, this godly medicine that you are paddling is not going to enter my system and then, and then transform into the devil. Do you promise me that? Do you promise me that, Fauci? Huh? Huh, Billy Boy, Bill Gates, do you promise me that if I take the vaccine, it's not going to be out here moonwalking, moonwalking on my immune system, flipping me into the fucking devil. Next thing you know, right? Next thing you know, I'm being penetrated by Lil Nas X. He's a top, definitely. Definitely. Hmm? What's going to happen? What's going to happen to me, Mr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Dr. Zwilim Kizi. <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all that Zuelim Kize is a scammer and none of y'all niggas listen. None, none of y'all niggas listen to the boy. Maui Mao told y'all that Dr. Zuelim Kize is a scammer. Is he a doctor? Nobody knows. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all foggy. Legit. Foggy. Foggy. It's all foggy, right? It's all fuck. It's all mystified. <laughs> Legit. I'm just saying, right? 
So, Dr. Fauci, we want to know. We want to know. So, bruv, the other 50% is knee-deep in 8chan and 4chan, right? And then the inoculated 50% is out there going, hey, protect AOC at all costs, right? Did y'all see that video of AOC chilling with a, with a gang, <laughs> right? Chilling with a bunch of crips, hmm? Chilling with a bunch of niggas, you know what I mean? And um, and she wasn't rocking a face mask. And then, and then, when um, some guy was like, "Oh, guys, let's take a picture," right? She she quickly grabbed the fucking face mask and put it on. Did y'all see that? She put on her face mask for a photo op, and then after the picture was taken, she took off the face mask. Did y'all see that shit? Dude, she was out there moving raw dog. Raw dog without a bag. She was out there just, dude, 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 the teeth were out. Like, yo, dude, them fucking barangas were out. Legit, them jumpers were out. Dude, her fucking blockers were out. Dude, her teeth are so big, I be like, bruh. Does this bitch have a fucking block of flats in her mouth? Like, dude, fam, she be out to just yum, 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 yum. I just think that's not me. I just think that if we were to work together as a people, I'd be like, damn, dude. Right, her teeth are distracting. She be out to like, yum, 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 yum. I just think that's not yum, 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 yum. Donald Trump is yum, 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 yum. The left is yum, 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 yum. The right, yum, 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 yum. Antifa, yum, 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 yum. Right? QAnon is just, I don't think that, I just believe that. If you're gonna do that for the Bronx, then no, 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 no. <laughs> dude! I brought, dude! Yo, fam, her teeth, though! Dude, every single time she opens her mouth, I be like, what are those? Damn! What are those? What are those, my nigga? Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Legit, dude. Right? Them, yo, them charangas are wild, bruv. Legit. You know? So, fam, yo, yo, yo. As the U.S. departs Afghanistan, you know, the Taliban is out there just, just fucking, you know, taking over, bruv. Right? The Taliban is out there taking over, dude. Legit, dude. You know, like fam, yo, do we live in a crazy fucking time? The Taliban is officially running shit in Afghanistan. So as the U.S. departs Afghanistan, COVID-19 goes, you know what? Nah, 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 run it back, right? The U.S. is leaving Afghanistan, but COVID was like, nah, we were about to leave America, but nah, we staying. <laughs> nah, 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 we staying, Right? We fucking, we fucking stay. Legit. You know? Man, yo, yo, pray for Afghanistan, bruh. Legit. Pray for Afghanistan. The Taliban now owns more territory than the Afghanistan government, bruh. I mean, fam, yo, at this rate, I swear to God, by the end of the year, Afghanistan is gonna be Talibanistan. The jet. It's gonna be Talibanistan. Talibani, my nigga. Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! Allah Akbar! 
I might move there, bruv. If the Taliban changes Afghanistan into Talibanistan, my nigga, listen, Talibanistan, fam, I'm packing my bags and I'm gonna go live over there. I'm gonna go build a fucking mansion in Talibanistan, my nigga. Talibani? Nigga, just imagine, just imagine me, Maui Mau, right? Being a fucking citizen of Talibanistan, imagine me, right? Being Talibani. Like, oh, hi, my name is Maui Mau, and, and I'm proudly uh, Talibani. I'm proudly Talibani. Deal with it. It's crazy, man. The U.S. is leaving Afghanistan, and COVID-19 is like, nah, we ain't going anywhere. COVID-19 is like, nah, we ain't leaving the States. These motherfuckers, yo, they, yo, listen, they're going to get fucking Delta Plus, Lambda, Long COVID. It don't matter. It don't fucking matter. Right? It's fucking crazy, man. You know? It's fucking wild. And now, you know, we are going to need vaccine passports, right, to just live. Right? The new world order. Right? The green pass. That's what we are going to need. We are going to be under constant surveillance. We are fucked. Right? We are fucked, bruv. You feel me, bruv? Like, yo, yo, listen, listen. Say goodbye to free will. Right? Well, the, you know, the low free will we had. Jersey. I am so excited. This is perhaps the highlight of this long and painful and torturous night. This is a gift. If it wasn't complete abdication of Senate procedures and, and, and esteem, I would walk over there and hug my colleague from Alabama. And I will tell you right now, thank God, because there's some people who have said that they're members of this deliberative body that want to defund the police, to my horror. And now this senator has given us the gift that finally, once and for all, we can put to bed this scurrilous accusation that somebody in this great esteemed body would want to defund the police. So let all of us, 100 people, not walk, but sashay down there and vote for this amendment and put to rest the lies. And I am sure I will see no political ads attacking anybody here over defund the police. And I would ask unanimous consent to add something else to this obvious bill. Can we add also that every senator here wants to defund the police, believes in God, country, and apple pie? Thank you. The fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about?
Got a son together that is a a beautiful young man. Even for his supporters who are worried that he might say something that doesn't make sense. They take a shower and water comes dripping out. It's dripping out, very quietly dripping out. People are flushing toilets 10 times, 15 times. They are so worried about him speaking off the cuff. You gotta see this guy, oh, I don't know what I said, oh, I don't remember. The weird things that he says. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. This is just kind of odd. Who swears at a voter like this? Son of a bitch. Bullshit. Shit. He's a pussy. When you watch it, it is, you use the word uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable to watch. Something is going on. It's concerning to me. Something is wrong. You've really, uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. It's not looking good. There's something off there, and how many gaffes can you make every single day? If my father were making the same gaffes as he was, they would literally invoke Article 25 of the... It, I mean, they would try and remove him from office. You have never stopped working to improve this country and you deserve a government. kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Come on, man. All men and women created by go you know the you know the thing. Come on, man. We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Come on, man. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that's rarely ever occurs. Come on, man. I got hairy legs. Come on, man. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Come on, man. I'm going to beat Joe Biden. Oh, man. I want to know my body count. I don't know why in like 2018 that's any of your fucking business or why it matters, but 24. 11 athletes. <laughs> Woo! Five entertainers. Woo! Eight regular guys. Woo! I've only fucked three regular guys since I've been Instagram famous because a lot of y'all run your fucking mouths too much. I don't want to be sending you a video 
one minute, the next minute. I see me spread eagle on the timeline, playing with my pussy. In my experience, the worst people to deal with are the athletes. None of them use condoms, really. So if y'all really want to try to come up off a check off a man, I mean, you could just fuck an athlete. They're really dumb. <laughs> I don't like talking about my history with men I'm dating, I guess until now, because most of the guys that I've dealt with are going to have more money than you. And you're gonna feel a way about it. I know the male ego is fragile, like the ball sack that hangs in between your legs. In conclusion, like I don't even look at people as like trashy or not. It all comes down to mentality for me. Baby, go, pay that, go, go. Bitch, go ahead, bend over. Bitch, go ahead, shake that ass. Go ahead, shake. Bitch, go ahead, bend over. Bitch, go ahead, shake that ass. Go ahead, shake. Bitch, go. Ooh, we look what that money maker bitch do. Mm, 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 mm. But I think people should know there is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and uh, and responsibilities. You cannot just say, I have the right to do X, Y, and Z. When you affect other people, that is when you get serious. It's like no different than the traffic light. We put a traffic light at the intersection so someone doesn't kill someone else by accident. So this is why we have a traffic light. You cannot say, no one is going to tell me that I'm going to stop here, that I have to stop at this traffic light here. I'm going to go right through it. Yeah. Then you kill someone else, and then it is your doing. So this is the same thing with the virus. You cannot go and not put a mask on because when you breathe, you can infect someone else and you can infect someone that then gets sick and may die. So this is why I think... The greatest feeling you can get in a gym or the most satisfying feeling you can get in the gym is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps blood is rushing into your muscles and that's what we call the pump your muscles get a really tight feeling like your skin is going to explode any minute you know it's really tight it's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle it just blows up and it feels different it feels fantastic it's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is you know as uh, having sex with a woman and coming so can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Hey, Jules, your partner didn't come today? It's kind of a personal question. What? Nothing. It's my attempt at humor. I was just... <laughs> oh, like coming. <laughs> like coming, coming. <laughs> wow, this is a little too far right there. I gotta find if I'm told to Well ask, you walk in, you look around, you assess the situation. I did then, and I, no, and you I didn't. all you I saw was a security guard. You walked yes. in and you started asking the, the guy who All right, look, here's the deal. I walked in and I saw security guards, I go, Where do we go to talk to the prosecutor? He goes, 
nothing opens till 4.30. I go, we were told to come early. That's all. That's all. And then, and and, and he, he won. He kept saying, though, I don't know. We don't open. To, and you kept asking. He doesn't him. know he's there every fucking day. How could he not know? Because that's his job. No, because that, that, that's not how it works at that court. What do you mean that's not how it works? He's there every day. He knows. He could have said to me, at 4.30, the prosecutor comes. He could have said that, and then everything would have been fucking. He goes, I don't know. And I'm thinking, how the fuck do you not know? Because you're here every day. So I said, where do we see the prosecutor? I don't know. At 4.30, court. I don't know. He didn't say what he could have, but this fucking asshole who barely spoke English, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going, okay, I was told to come here. Okay, so then we go through, and I go to the lady. Where do we see the prosecutor? I was told to come early. The lady is court opens at four thirty. So nobody would answer my fucking question right from the beginning, and I'm getting aggravated because they're acting like I'm some kind of asshole for asking questions. So yeah, no, I didn't do anything wrong. He, the guy who was working at the fucking metal detector, knows. The lady behind the counter, who was a bitch from the beginning, knew. They were all because they're having a fucking cranky day that some white people come in and, and ask a normal question. Sorry, we don't go to court every fucking day or every week. It's been years since I've been to court. Where do we see the prosecutor? Oh. 4.30. This is how it happens. This is how it works. Okay. Then from there, nothing. I might ask one question. Is it alphabetical order? Because I looked at the list on the wall and Voss was at the end. I go, is it alphabetical order? You'll know when it happens. So you know what? They're, they hate their fucking jobs. So if anybody questions anything they do or say, I'm the fucking asshole. The prosecutor is making dick fucking money. He's there at night. He hates his fucking job because all day long he just sits in there and hears fucking traffic stuff. And he didn't think when he went to fucking law school that he would sit in some cubicle arguing over traffic fines. So fuck him, fuck her, and fuck that whole situation because I did not do anything wrong. I did I mean, bruv, we don't really have free will. We don't. So, bruv, buckle the fuck up. Keep your head on a fucking swivel. The world is becoming China. So what? China has been right all this time. They've been right all along. We just didn't know it, bruv. Legit. So now everybody has adopted their playbook. The world is becoming China. Did y'all see what's happening in Canada? In France, in Italy. I mean, bruh, yo, fam. Wow, man, yo, 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 listen, listen. China was right, right? China has been out here going, yo, you gotta keep an eye on these motherfuckers, right? 
Free will for who? Free will for what? Keep an eye on these motherfuckers. Right? These motherfuckers are too free. So say goodbye to that little bit of free will that you had. Say goodbye, bruv. It's over. You are now gonna need a dompas to go everywhere. Anywhere. Like, fam, where do you want to go? You are gonna need a pass for all that. You're gonna need a pass. So, bruv, we are fucked. We are fucked. Legit. The whole world is fucked. You feel me? We are now gonna need fucking passes, you know, to go watch a movie. We are now gonna need a pass to enjoy a fucking burger, my nigga. It's over. It's over. Oh, democracy this, democracy that. Our forefathers fought for this democracy. They fought for this freedom. Well, well, say goodbye to the freedom. Right? So they basically died in vain, my nigga. They died in vain. Dish what a dish. Deal with it. It's over. We are fucked, doggy. <laughs> okay? Okay, bruv? We are fucked. Like the women that Andrew Cuomo sexually assaulted. We are fucked. Right? He was out there grabbing ass. Grabbing titties. Right? He was out there just fucking asking weird questions. Like, hey, like, you know, are you dating at the moment? Huh? Who you dating? Who you dating? Who you fucking? Huh? Ah, come on, come on. We just old friends. Who you fucking? Huh? Who you loving? Who you hugging? Well, maybe I can take you out. No, because, you know, you ain't dating anybody. <laughs> right? I don't see a ring on your finger. <laughs> right? I can take you out. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can... I don't see... I don't see a ring on your finger. <laughs> I couldn't take you out. Right? Andrew Cuomo is a weirdo, bruv. He was out there just grabbing titties. Grabbing titties. Right? Kissing chicks. And also kissing cheeks. Legit. Yo, bruv. This whole... Yo. You know what, bruv? You know what? I I've never understood this... You know, cheek kissing greeting. This whole mwah, 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 right? This greeting where you kiss a person's cheeks. Like, oh, what's that about? I mean, bro, yo, 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 fam, 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 fam. I don't want your fucking dirty ass lips touching my fucking face, doggy. Okay, bruv? Legit, mwah, mwah. Hey, Maui, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, mwah, mwah. I'd be like, ugh, dude, no, no. No, no, no. Okay? How about, how about, let's fucking elbow bump. How about that? Let's do the fucking Wuhan shake. The fuck is this? Niggas, yo, niggas be pulling up with their fucking crusty ass lips. I be like, nigga, yo, yo, here's some Carmax, nigga. Here's some Carmax. Jesus. And by the way, Carmax is now a luxury good. For real. Legit. Carmax? Yo, dude, Carmax is now the Louis Vuitton of lip stuff. <laughs> right? Legit. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, Carmax is now 70 bucks, my nigga. 70 rand. You feel me? If you are in America, that's plus minus what? $4, $5, somewhere there. All I know is, yo, nah, 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 Duke. Too expensive. The fuck? 
Legit. But I digress. Don't be out here trying to kiss my fucking cheeks, my nigga. Mwah, 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 mwah. This is how we do with the big gold. No, nigga, nah, this is not back home. The fuck? Right? That's why Andrew Cuomo is a fucking weirdo. He's out the fucking, you know, kissing cheeks. Unsolicited. Unprovoked. Like, nigga, nah. Mwah, mwah. This is how we do with that gold, you know. Bada bing, bada boom. Do it like that. Let me kiss your cheeks. When I see my, when I see my little brother, Chris, I do it. Mwah, mwah. That's what we do. My nana sauce. Mwah, mwah. Right? What the fuck is going on? Let's, let's go home. Let's go watch the Sopranos. Mwah, mwah. The Godfather. What's your favorite movie? The Godfather or or The Goodfellas? Which one is it? I I really judge a man's character based on his favorite movie between those two. Godfather or Goodfellas? Which one is it? Huh? Which one is it? Huh? Godfather or Goodfellas? Which one is it? I really you to choose wisely. Choose wisely because I, I'm going to judge your character. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Right? So, bruv, this fucking, you know, cheek kissing greeting, bruv, listen. Yo, 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 yo. It's a fucking Pandora's box. Right? Legit. Once you start doing that to random girls as a guy... Once you start fucking, yo, once you start kissing cheeks at a thousand miles per hour, bruv, it's a slippery slope. Legit, once you start greeting people like that, it's a slippery slope, bruv. Next thing you know, you you find yourself ensnared, right? In an Andrew Cuomo type situation, legit, so buckle the fuck up. Don't be out there kissing cheeks at a thousand miles per hour. Don't be out here kissing these chicks' cheeks, my nigga. Do better. Keep your fucking lips to yourself, doggy. Legit. Oh, but I'm Italian. Yo, yo, my nigga, yo, tuck it. Yo, listen. Tuck your whole Italian in, my nigga. Tuck it in. Tuck it in. Legit. I'm Italian, what am I gonna do? This is how I was... Hey, my nigga, my nigga, listen, 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 listen. This is not Milan. You are in Joburg, okay? Okay, bruv, look around you. You are in Johannesburg. We don't do the mwah, 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 mwah. The fuck? It's crazy this, right? You know, it's fucking crazy, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. This world is so fucked though, huh? Hmm? We got COVID. We have fucking, you know, alleged rapists running the fucking... Yo, dude, running the world. Because when you run America, you run the world. Bruv, yo, 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 yo. I think Americans have forgotten that Joe Biden is an alleged rapist. I think niggas have forgotten that. This guy is out there talking about his butt being wiped and shit like that. Meanwhile, he's got a whole fucking rape allegation on his headpiece. But niggas have forgotten about that. They're out there going, oh my god, he's so cute. He's so old and cute. Oh my god. He's so cute. Look at him. He's losing his mind in real time. Right? He's out there fucking speaking gibberish. My butt's been wiped. Right? He be out there, dude, like, he be out there just fucking wild it. 
right? He be out the wallet. If you voted for me and you are black, then guess what? You are black. If you don't vote for me and you black, then that means that you are not black. He be out there, dude. He be out there saying racist shit, and people be like, "Huh? What? That's crazy." Like what? The fuck? Poor kids deserve to enjoy democracy like white kids. Like wait, what? P- p- wait, so so wait, so according to you, poor kids are exclusively kids of color or exclusively people of color. You know? <laughs> so so what? According to you there are no poor white kids. You know, poor kids deserve to to play like white kids. Like what? what? Huh, sir? What are you talking about? My bus being white, <laughs> sir? Sir, you are being racist right now. My bus being white, S- sir? Sir, Con Pop, Con Pop was poor, but he he deserve he deserved to swim uh, with white kids. It's crazy, you know? It's craziness, brother. I don't know, man. All I know is the world is fucking crazy. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. The one governor who's crushing it the most right now is Andrew Cuomo. Yes. Thanks to his handling, his approval rating has soared to a seven-year high. And he's even becoming uh, something of a crush for many people. Yeah, people online are falling in love with him. And I'm not gonna lie, those people include me. My Tinder profile now lists me as a homosexual. Yay! And I say all of that to say this, right? We all poop, right? We all take a shit, we all take a dump, right? We all take a deuce. But we don't have proof that we all shit. Like, bruv, I know for certain that you poop, but I don't. Because I've never seen you poop. But I know, you know, based on my knowledge of the human body, but bruv, I don't have proof that you poop. It's a superposition. Right? It's a paradox. Legit. Right? And bruv, listen, listen, listen. It better remain like that. Because fam, listen, yo, you know... You know, but once a guy says to me, Hey, yo, Maui, man, I'll be back. I gotta go take a shit. I, 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 lose, I lose respect for that dude. Legit, fam, I remember like, you know, I think eight years ago, right? I was chilling with a couple of goons in Rosebank. And, um, you know, this one dude just fucking stood up, right? Out of nowhere, just fucking stood up. And he was like, Hey, yo, Maui, I'll be back. And I was like, oh, where are you going? And he's like, gotta go take a shit. I'll be back. Man, like nothing was the same after that. Legit. Right? Because I knew that he takes shits. Bruv, when I learned that this fucking guy takes dumps, right? Number one, my respect for him just went down the toilet, right? Along with his shit. It just went down the fucking drain. Legit. 
right? And number two, fam, I felt something shift inside of me. When I learned that he takes shits, I felt something shift inside of me, bro. I felt it move like a gun, gun. Fam, you know those low fucking buttons on iOS, right? This is for Apple users, for iPhone users, right? Those low buttons to toggle the Wi-Fi on or off, right? When the Wi-Fi is on, the button slides to the right and it reveals a green hue, right? And then when the, when the fucking Wi-Fi is off, the button slides to the left and all you see is gray. Bruv, it's as if, it's as if the button inside of me, right? Those tiny little buttons, it's as if I had a giant one inside of me. And it moved from right to left. Legit. I was like, damn, bruv. Respect off. Off. Because I now know that you take dumps. And bruv, yo, this guy, you know, when he came back from the loot, he decided to break down his shit-taking process, which made everything worse. He came back and he was like, hey, yo, Maui, listen, okay? This is how I take dumps. And I was like, okay. Right, I acted interested because I didn't want to offend this fucking guy. But now, now I realize that I should have went, hey, Duke, 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 you, 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 you're becoming a hazard right now. Hey, Duke, 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 Duke. You're becoming a hazard. Right? Man, I'm fucking good, huh? That's what it is. But I fucking digress. This fucking guy came back and said, Maui, this is how I take shits. And I was like, okay, bro, break it down. Right? Break down your 10 shit commandments. Just fucking do your thing, bro. Break down your 10 poop commandments. And he was like, bro, listen. I don't just go to the loo when I feel like going to the loo. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean? He was like, I wait. Right? When I feel like going to the loo, bruv, I hold on. I hold that fucking shit in. And I wait for an hour. I was like, well, why? Ain't that shit bad for your fucking colon? And he was like, I wait for an hour because I want to be backed up. Right? I want this fucking shit to pile on. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I want the fucking shit to pile up inside of me. And then, and then I go to the fucking loo and I release. And bruv, when I release, bruv, yo, talk about pleasure. That's what he said to me. Verbatim. He said, Maui, Maui, talk about pleasure. Dude, this fucking guy looked me dead in the eyes and said, bruh, when I shit, I enjoy the fucking pleasure of it all. And I was like, listen, that's a big gay, doggy. Okay? And listen, listen, again, disclaimer, right? Here at Might As Well and XO Royalty, we love and support the LGBTQI plus community. Okay? We know all of the fucking pronouns. Right? Him, her, they, them. Listen, we, we do it all. We support everybody and we believe that the gay community needs to be left the fuck alone. You guys deserve to live your lives. Just like we do. Just like us, the straighties, do. Right? You know, now that I've said that, let's talk about this gay dude. <laughs> right? This guy, like, I was like, dude, that's a big gay. 
don't you think? And he was like, nah, it's not gay. It's just, you know, I want to enjoy the process. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't respect you. I don't ever want to see you again. Not because he enjoys taking shits. No. I think we all sort of kind of enjoy taking a shit because, you know, the fucking relief that comes, you know, after the release, like, it's just, it's beautiful, right? You feel light. You'd be out there going, damn, I'm walking in sunshine, yeah, 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 right? You'd be out there just fucking having fun, but don't be out there telling people that, yo, my nigga, listen, this is my process. This is how I take dumps. It's weird. Right? So, uh, you know, if I find out that a guy fucking, or a girl, or a girl, if I find out that they fucking poop, and listen, listen, this, this, this is exclusive, right? Exclusively for people outside the family, right? Like my family members, like I see them going to the loo all the time, like, you know? But they're family, so the respect never dissolves. Instead, I respect them more. I respect them more, my nigga. If you don't take a dump in my presence, because listen, I'm gonna take, you know what I mean? I'm gonna joke on you, I'm gonna diss you, all that shit, but like, you know, it's brave. Taking a shit in my presence is brave. Right? Only if you are family, though. Right? If you are some fucking dude, you know, from the streets, nah. Right? I better not find out that you take shits, number one. Number two, I better not see your fucking toes. Okay, bruh? Okay? You know, these niggas are like rolling, you know, rolling around, like rocking flip-flops. Listen, I ain't trying to see your toes, my nigga. Once I see a nigga's toes, all respect is gone. I don't respect you anymore. Bruh, I once went to a meeting, right, with some fucking asshole who was just chilling there with his fucking toes out. And he was playing with the... I was like, dude, this guy. He was playing with the flip-flop he was wearing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, he kept on just fucking, you know, playing with the flip-flop. Taking it off, putting it back in, taking it off, putting it back in. I was like, well, what, what are you doing? I remember going, fam, like, 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 you really wore flip-flops to this fucking meeting? And he was like, yeah, man, like, you know, it's hot. I was like, yeah, I know it's hot, but look, I'm rocking J's, my nigga. I'm rocking J's. I pulled up to the meeting rocking J1s, my nigga. I was like, yo, look at me, doggy. I'm rocking J's. You don't think, yo, you don't think that I'm heating up? You don't think that I feel, yo, my nigga, yo, yo, you don't think that I don't get hot? Huh? I feel the heat too, my nigga. We in Africa. TIA, this is Africa. But still, I came here looking presentable. Rocking sneakers, jeans, and a t-shirt. And a jacket. And a hat. And gloves. <laughs> Just saying. These niggas are crazy, man. Y'all niggas are silly, man. You know? But I fucking digress, man. The world is fucking crazy. You know? The world is wild. At this rate, bruv, yo, we need a good Samaritan to come, <laughs> to come save the world. You know? <laughs> we need a good Samaritan on God. On fucking God, bruv. You know? Dude, yo, yo, yo. Being called a good Samaritan is disrespectful. Legit. Right? Even though, you know, Samaritan means, you know, you are helpful. You are kind. Right? You are very charitable. 
But bruv, being called a good Samaritan? Nah, dog. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to be known as a good Samaritan. Yo, just call me a good guy. I'm just a good dude. Right? Don't be like, yo, Maui's a good Samaritan. Nah, dog. I'm not a good, <laughs> good Samaritan, dude. It don't matter how many charitable things I do. Okay? It don't matter how many good deeds I do, bruv. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare call me a good Samaritan. I am not a good Samaritan. I'm just a guy. Okay? <laughs> I'm just a fucking dude, bruv. Shit is crazy out here, man. <laughs> You know? Yo, think it's a wild, man. Yo, Maui is a good Samaritan. Nah, dude. I'm not a good Samaritan. Yo, do you know who needs a fucking good Samaritan right now? Team South Africa. Team South Africa, bruv. Yo, fam, like, what's going on? You're now listening to the Sam Porter Bridges of Podcasting. You little bitch. These niggas, man. Like, yo, this shit is crazy, fam. Unlike previous Olympics, when Team South Africa medalists were received at the airport amid pomp and ceremony and rewarded with whopping bonuses, the podium finishes at the Tokyo Games will get nothing this time around. Where it is, Sascock is broke, you know? <laughs> I mean Sascock, right? Like Sascock chicken, <laughs> right? Hey, yo, what are you making? I'm making sascock chicken. You feel me, dude? Yo, nigga, this is crazy, man. Sascock, right? Sascock is broke. So, uh, Team South Africa might not get anything. However, I think I read somewhere that, um, that Sascock is planning to reward medalists with, you know, some guap, right? Even though they are catch-strapped, you know, they are planning to reward... Um, Team South Africa winners, you know, with a few, you know, with some gua, like here and there, you know, they're, the word is they're talking to the government, you know, to find a way, because usually, um, I think if you win a gold medal at the Olympics, Sascog rewards you with around 500,000 rands, um, and if you win a silver, you get 200,000, and if you get a bronze, you get 80,000, so I don't know what's going to happen now, maybe... Now, um, the person who has a gold is going to get 200 grand. Um, and if you want silver, maybe you'll get, I don't know, you know, 80 grand. And if you want, or 100 grand. And then if you want bronze, you know, you'll get 50 grand, right? But um, because South Africa only has, I mean, we only got like three medals, right? And um, two of them went to the same person. Right, like this girl, what's her name? I always forget this girl's name. So and so Schumacher, Schumacher. What's her name? Uh, Tachana, Tachana, Schumacher. Right, she she won a silver and a gold. So uh, you know she's got a silver medal and a gold medal. So I'm guessing you know she's gonna get what, three hundred grand, you know rands. You know, plus minus. I'm just guessing. You know, so I don't know, man. Like this country is just funny, man. Right? Like, like we are just going through a lot. Legit. Right? And word is, um, um, Team South Africa's Olympic campaign, Tokyo Olympic campaign, 
um, was its worst metal howl since 2008. Like, dude, like, let's just keep it a buck, man. Like, you know, like, we are not really that good at sports. I think at this rate, South Africa only has what? I think what? Two sports? <laughs> right? I think we need to go all in on um, rugby and swimming. That's all we've got. Right? And maybe sort of kind of track. But we need Castasimena for that. Fact. Bruv, make Castasimena great again. On God, man. You know? On God. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We just live in a crazy time, man. But I think that we need to lean in on, um, on swimming and rugby. Right? And maybe sort of kind of track. <laughs> right? That's all we need to do, man. Like, I'm just saying. Filming. Bruv, did y'all see this fucking lunatic who spent $30 million building Trump's border wall? Now he's looking for someone to buy it back from him. Like, what, 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 huh? What, what, what? Nigga, you spent $30 million building Donald Trump's wall and now you are looking for buyers? Fam, who's gonna buy a wall? From you, like, what, 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 I mean, dude, like, some people, man, like, you know, like, this is just insane, dude, we live in a, imagine spending 30 million dollars on some guy's wall, like, because that's Trump's wall, right, and he just, this fucking guy just decided to drop 30 mil in U.S. diesels, on this bullshit ass wall. I mean, like, we just live in a crazy time, bro. Legit. Oh, and by the way, uh, the gold medal count went up. The USA ended up with 39 gold medals. China ended up with 38 gold medals. So the US is still on top. Japan ended up with 27 gold medals. Britain, 22 gold medals. Russia, 20 gold medals. And um, all of these countries have uh, nuclear weapons, so Bismillah, <laughs> right? It's the fucking superpower Olympics, legit. Did y'all see this kid? Um, some fucking Chinese teenager by the name of Quan Hong Chang. Did y'all see that kid? China's teen diving sensation Quan Hong Chang's family and neighbors have been harassed by tourists hoping to get social media likes. Ever since the 14-year-old won Olympic gold after delivering three perfect 10 dives, fans have rushed to her Maihe village home to take videos and photos. Some persistent fans are even climbing trees for a better view. Right? This kid is basically what? Justin Bieber? <laughs> right? You feel me? Like, you know? Justin Bieber with the dives, my nigga. It's crazy, man. The Olympics are just wild. I, and fam, I saw a picture of Naomi Osaka having a meal, right, while, you know, checking something out on her phone. And, um, you know, she has a clear phone case, right? She's using, you know, of course, you know, an iPhone, you know, 12 Pro Max. And um, I saw something disturbing, um, you know, behind her phone, inside of her clear phone case, I saw that, you know, she put a fucking card in there, 
right? You know, bruv, you know, people who treat their phone cases like wallets, like, like, you know, I've spoken about this before, but, but you know, when I saw Naomi Osaka doing that, when I saw that Naomi Osaka treats her phone case like it's a wallet, I was like, it makes sense, right? It makes sense that, you know, she lost at the Olympics. It makes sense. Why? Because, you know, she's projecting loser behavior, right? Only losers stuff shit in their phone cases. Legit. That's loser behavior. Fam, listen, 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 listen. That shit is so fucking declassé, bruv, that when I see a person, right, with their fucking bank card or, you know, money inside of their fucking phone cases, bruv, when I see that shit, right, like, when I see that shit, I, I, I just feel like smacking that person. It irks me so much that I'm willing to catch a case. Legit, that is so, dude, that is super declassé, that is so fucking, bruh, huh? The fuck? Like, dude, that is loser behavior. White trash behavior. Do better, Naomi, do better. You feel me? The world is fucked, right? We need a fucking good Samaritan, bruh, legit. Right? We need a good Samaritan. That's what we need. You feel me? We need somebody to pull up and just fucking, you know, change everything. Save the world. Heal the world. Make it a better place. But don't fuck the kids. Don't fuck the kids. Heal the world, but don't fuck the kids, doggy. Come on, bruh. Don't fuck the kids. You know, because the kids are already fucked. The kids are already fucked. Legit. Did y'all see that fucking report that came out last week? That, um, you know, a horror future is certain. Did y'all see that shit? Nations have delayed curbing emissions for so long that global warming will inevitably intensify over the next 30 years. A major UN report found there is a short window to avoid the most harrowing future. The report said doing so would require a coordinated international effort starting immediately. Okay? Starting immediately, bruv, humans have already heated the planet by roughly 1.1 degrees Celsius or 2 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my god, imperial. Ugh, the imperial fucking system. Ugh, right? 1.1 degrees Celsius, Duke. It makes more sense. The metric system, bruv. Facts. Since the 19th century, largely by burning coal, oil, and gas for energy. And the consequences can be felt across the globe. This summer, blistering heat waves have killed hundreds of people in the USA and in Canada. Floods have devastated Germany and China. And wildfires have raged out of control in Siberia, Turkey, and Greece. Bruh, I saw videos of what's happening in Greece. I mean, bruh. I mean, dude, they need a good Samaritan. Somebody please call Hercules. 
Somebody please call Zeus, my nigga. Somebody please call Giannis Antetokounmpo, doggy legit. They need help. They need help. Right? Somebody please call Socrates, fam. Somebody please call Socrates. Jesus, bruv. Somebody please save Greece. Call Socrates. Jeez. Jeez. Fire continues to haunt this island and the threat to its inhabitants is spreading. Flames threaten more villages and properties as planes and helicopters dump water on the burning landscape. Locals who've refused to leave their homes can only watch, worry and pray. It is a nervous time to live on Evia. Whatever you see from here, it's just ruined, charcoal, nothing, nothing left. The worst thing is being woken up at 3.30 in the morning uh, by the police telling you to evacuate and leave everything behind and run away, something that you can't really do. Ukrainian and Romanian firefighters have flown into Evia to help with the exhausting battle against the flames. British crews are also on the ground to help the overwhelmed Greek emergency services. Days without rain and high temperatures have left this land parched. This is a very difficult situation, one of the most serious situations till now that face in Greece. It depends uh, minute by minute. It depends also from the uh, weather forecast, from the winds and so on. Anyone left on the island is trying to do what they can to help tackle the worst fires most of them remember. Local Ilias Mastagoras is joined by his friend John Scobris, who is on holiday from Canada. Watching people lose their houses, watching people lose their land, their, their livelihood, is sad. Every day is a cry. It's not uh, easy to see. You know, my family's here. I have four kids. Uh, what I take, give to him, to them, you know, it's not uh, easy for me. What they need here is rain, but temperatures are predicted to remain high in the coming days, reducing optimism the fires can be brought under control. More international aid is coming and it is badly needed. The fires on Evia have been burning for days now, displacing thousands and destroying homes. So many left here now fear they will have to follow the thousands who have already fled Evia, crammed into boats, leaving their homes and not knowing what will be left when they return. Michelle Clifford, Sky News, Evia. We the best music. Another one. DJ Khaled. Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me, fly you out to grief. Full speed, so volé Paris, yeah. Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop at Gucci, stop at Louis V, yeah. Come with me, fly you out to grief. Full speed, so volé Paris Speed boats, baby, in Nicky Beach Waves in my head, smoking weed Dipping through the sand in a Jeep All because of what I did on beats, baby Life sweet, baby, I ain't stop, baby You just go get ready, we go out, baby Long time looking for the bounce, yeah Ozzy had to bounce, yeah Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah Stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis V, yeah Come with me, fly you out to Greece 
full speed, so full of Paris. Come with me, leave all of your things, yeah. You can stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis V, yeah. Come with me, fly you out to breathe. Full speed, je suis ton genie. Rolls Royce, baby, in hidden hills. Bags full of hundred dollar bills. Jogging past your wife and she get chills. All because of how I kept it real. Life's sweet, baby. On a G-Way I get you anything you need, baby yeah. Work for everything you see, baby Ooh, wee, baby Ooh, come with me Leave all of your things, yeah You can stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis V, yeah Come with me Fly you out to peace Full speed, so volé Paris Come with me Leave all of your things, yeah You can stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis V, yeah Come with me Fly you out to peace Full speed, so volé Paris We are fucked. But bruv, our kids and their kids and their kids' kids, bruv, yo, 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 yo. They are fucked like, bruh, listen, listen, they are gonna go extinct, okay? <laughs> right? And fam, and fam, the fact that my great-grandkids are gonna go extinct is hilarious. Those kids are fucked. Legit. My great-grandkids are fucked. They are gonna go extinct. They are gonna die like dinosaurs. Think of a- Legit. Legit. Yo, dude, this shit is funny, but it's not. Right? And, bruv, listen. Listen. I want to have a kid because because I want that kid to have kids so that his or her kids can go extinct. <laughs> Legit. Them kids are fucked, dude. Those kids are fucked. Legit. Listen. Listen, yo. I've got a message for my great-grandkids. Okay? I've got a message. <sighs> Guys, uh, uh, this is your your great-grandfather, uh, Maui Mao. Uh, listen, you, you, you guys, you guys, 
never stood a chance. Okay? <laughs> okay? You guys didn't stand a fucking chance, bruv. Legit. Fam, do, do y'all understand what we did to this planet? Listen, hey, guys, 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 don't cry. Don't cry. I know that it's super hot, right, or super cold, depending on where, you know, where you guys are. Like, listen, hey, hey. Listen to your great-granddad. You guys didn't stand a fucking chance. <laughs> okay? Do you guys understand what we did to this planet? And when I say we, I'm, I'm talking about like us. Like our generation. Do y'all understand what we did? Niggas were driving polos. VW Golf 8s. Niggas were out here, bruv. Legit. It, yo, listen. Listen. We had petrol galore. Okay? We had petrol galore. Legit was everywhere. Motherfuckers were burning fossil fuels all day, every day, day. We were out here playing fucking PlayStations and Nintendo Switches. How? You know? How? Because electricity. Because coal. That's why. You guys didn't stand a fucking chance, bruv. Legit. Right? We had to buy golfs. Did I buy a golf? No, but we, we had to do that because majority rules. Right? And the majority of people were out here wilding. You guys never stood a chance. That's all I'm saying. Okay? You guys, yo, you guys were fucked before you were even conceived. Right? So, hey, Bismillah. You guys are gonna die like dinosaurs, and it's a beautiful thing. Find the humor in that, okay? Find the humor in that. Laugh. Don't be out there taking yourselves super seriously. Laugh. Take it from me. None of this shit means anything. Enjoy it while it fucking lasts. Don't be an asshole. Be a good person. Be a good Samaritan. Legit. I know that the world is fucking hot or cold, right? I know that, you know, motherfuckers are out there, you know, experiencing floods, biblical events. Motherfuckers are out there just, you know, experiencing heat waves and shit like that. I get it. I fucking get it, but have fun. Have fun through it all, right? Legit, be a good person. Be a good Samaritan. I'm done talking to you guys, you know? I had to break the, what is it called, the, the fourth wall, right, and address my, uh, my future grandkids, well, my great-grandkids, you know, it is what it is, it is what it is, bruv, these kids are fucked, right, they are gonna go extinct, and that shit is hilarious, bruv, the fact that some human beings are gonna go extinct, <laughs> legit, that shit is funny, bruv, I'm just saying, that shit is funny. We need a good Samaritan. Somebody, you know, who can get who can help us to get our shit together, bruv. Right? I mean, fam, yo, yo, did you see that? <laughs> life is so sad, bruh. Like this shit, like life is silly, bruv. Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me now. I can't take it no more. Life is super fucking silly. Bruv, did you see that South Africa has a bunch of young kids, 
stuck and stranded in Cuba. Did you see that? These kids went over there to go study medicine. They want to be doctors, right? And they went to Cuba because, you know, allegedly, apparently, Cuba produces the best doctors in the world, right? So they took their fucking talents to Castro land, and now they're stuck there. You feel me? I'm, I mean, I mean, dude, like, like, fam, fam, fam. Huh? They are stuck in Cuba. Bruv, this shit was all over the news. Right? And, and like, you know, the funniest thing. <laughs> I would like to take this moment to apologize to my family. I would like to take this moment to apologize to the love of my life, my queen, my wife. But I got to say this, right? The funniest thing about this whole thing is that... Uh, <laughs> My queen uh, has a cousin over there. This kid went to Cuba to go study medicine. And now this kid is stuck in Cuba along with these other kids who went over there, you know, chasing this fucking dream, right? They want to be doctors, right? They are trying to be doctors. You see, don't try. <laughs> don't try. Don't fucking try. So, bruv, these kids are stuck in Cuba. And bruv, like, yo, fam, they took pictures and videos of the food that they are being fed. And bruv, like, yo, listen, talk about prison food. Like, dude, talk about, like, these kids are out there eating garbage. Fam, when I saw that shit, I was like, you know what? You know what? Like, I could look at this from a super negative angle. But also, I could look at this from a super positive angle. And I chose the positive angle. You see, bro, when I saw that nasty ass food that these kids are eating out in Cuba, I was like, yo, it builds character. <laughs> Legit. I took a fucking positive view of it all. I was like, it builds character. And also, also, they're going to have an interesting life. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to have fascinating stories. I cannot wait to hear, you know, these little fucking, you know, Cuban anecdotes. Legit. And I'm pretty sure this kid is going to get some fucking Cuban girl pregnant. And he's going to have a kid in Cuba that he won't even know about. That's an interesting life. Right? Having a random kid in another country that you don't know anything about. That is fucking interesting, bruv. So this kid is going to come back and he's going to have stories galore. Galore, and bruv, listen, listen, I would like to interview him, honestly, you see bruv, like, I don't fuck with interviews, I don't do interviews, but, but when this kid comes back, dude, I would love to interview him, I, I, I got some questions, okay, I've got some fucking questions, because yo, this shit is wild, these kids are stuck in Cuba, bruv, and they are out there eating shit, right, they hit up South Africa on some, yo, now nah, we want to come back home, right? Because these kids, dude, these kids are spoiled, right? Like, for example, my queen's cousin, you know, he's a soft, spoiled kid. Like, he's, you know what I mean? He's used to the finer things in life, right? He's used to his fucking mom cooking for him, you know, washing his fucking clothes. Like, you know, he's used to dope shit. He's used to iPhones and reliable internet, Right? Like, he's used to dope shit. And now, he's stuck in Cuba. What a life. 
What a fucking life. Now these kids are searching for a fucking good Samaritan. Am I going to be that good Samaritan? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because these Generation Zs, you know, they deserve that shit. <laughs> okay? They deserve to be stranded in Cuba. They deserve it. Right? And I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them because now at least some of them, right, at least some of these fucking Gen Zers are going to have some struggle in their lives. They now have a few fucking hurdles in their lives. They now have a few things to get over. They now have a few mountains to move. And that shit is beautiful. I'm happy for these kids. Because now at least they're going to have amazing stories. Because Generation Z is like, you know, like these kids, like they're out here just languishing. Why? Because... They have everything just handed to them. Everything. Everything. Right? So at least this group of Gen Zers is going to have a story to tell. Right? They're going to live their lives going, damn, I once experienced some hardships. Right? I had to go over a few hurdles and here I am. It's going to build character. Trust. It's going to build character. I'm happy for these kids. When I saw that food, I was like, yeah, they'll be alright. <laughs> they'll be okay. Right? This makes for an amazing story. Right? It's going to build character. But for now, <laughs> they desperately need a good Samaritan. And listen, bruv, I'm not that good Samaritan. I'm just a guy. I'm a good guy. Right? I'm a good guy, but I am not a good Samaritan. As a matter of fact, I'm happy that these kids are struggling. Damn what it did! Charles Bukowski was a 20th century American writer and poet, known for his unfiltered, potent, and often crude takes on life. Bukowski was born in Germany in 1920 and then emigrated with his family to America in 1923. Bukowski had a horrible childhood, beaten regularly by his father, starting at age six. As an immigrant from Germany, Bukowski was ridiculed by other kids for his accent and clothing, ostracized as an outcast throughout his schooling. Into his teenage years, Bukowski developed a condition that covered his face with extreme acne and acne-related blemishes, further intensifying his self-consciousness and isolation. The circumstances of abuse and loneliness imposed on Bukowski as a young child and adolescent laid the groundwork for his perspective on life and his desire to express himself as a writer. In an interview much later in his life, Bukowski said that his father was a great literary teacher because he taught him the meaning of pain, more specifically, pain without reason. When you get the shit kicked out of you long enough, you will have a tendency to say what you really mean, said Bukowski. In his 20s, after two years at college, Bukowski would quit school and make his first real attempt at becoming a professional writer, bouncing around the United States, doing short-term blue-collar jobs while writing hundreds of short stories. However, out of the hundreds of stories, only a couple during this time would go on to get published, and the ones that did found essentially no success. After a couple years, Bukowski basically stopped writing altogether, disappointed by the publishing process and his apparent inability to write well enough to be successful. Bukowski would go on to work various blue-collar jobs for several years thereafter. 
Then, in 1955, at 35 years old, after about 10 years of not writing, Bukowski nearly died from a serious bleeding ulcer. He survived, however, and then soon after, as fate would have it, Bukowski quit his job, which was at the post office at the time, and began writing again. A couple more years went by, and Bukowski would publish several pieces during this time, but still, nothing was providing much success, and he was forced to return to the post office of which he had originally quit. Counter to the original time though, this time, Bukowski continued writing while at the post office. Before his shift, he would use whatever time he had to write. Bukowski would continue in this for many years, getting a collection of pieces published here and there in underground magazines, all with very little success. With no real sight of success or money or fame or even just creating a living from writing, Bukowski continued writing nearly every day before work for years. Of course, we know how Bukowski's story ended. He is being spoken about right now as a writer. A renowned, successful, and important enough one to be spoken about with significance decades after his passing, to be considered one of the greats of all time. Bukowski, however, didn't end up becoming traditionally or publicly successful until he was into his 50s, many more years into the second stint of working at the post office. Only after a long, continued attempt at writing did Bukowski's work finally become noticed and appreciated by an audience, and only after a deal with a publisher who agreed to fund Bukowski's work did Bukowski begin to make any sort of living from it. At 50 years old, on the tail end of the traditional career timeline, Bukowski got his first real shot and took it. After it would seem like to many that it was over, it began and he would soon become increasingly successful and famous in the literary world and culture at large not long after. It took Bukowski years and years of writing and toiling and trying to finally have circumstances work out in his favor so he could gain traction and find success as a writer, to get what he wanted since he was a teenager and fulfill what he believed his life was for. In this, it is at least initially perplexing that his gravestone reads right now, don't try. A message that seems rather grim, especially for a gravestone, as well as counterintuitive to his story. How could a man who became successful in fulfilling his idea of himself, a man who, although it took a while, found immense respect and recognition for his craft, all because of his relentless trying, how could this man leave the words, don't try, as his final offering? Arguably, perhaps this is where the most important idea can be found, not only in Bukowski's work, but in Bukowski's life. In a letter to William Packard, a publisher, friend, and fellow writer, Bukowski wrote, too many writers write for the wrong reasons. They want to get famous, or they want to get rich, or they want to get laid by the girls with the blue bells in their hair. When everything works best, it's not because you chose writing, but because writing chose you. It's when you're mad with it, when it's stuffed in your ears, nostrils, under your fingernails. It's when there's no hope but that. In this letter, Bukowski is referring to aspiring writers, but he's arguably referring to something much larger, the notion of purpose and success and creative endeavors in general. When you were very young and someone asked you for the first time what your favorite color was and you decided that it was blue or red or whatever else, perhaps it felt like a choice, but it wasn't really. No one chooses how colors make them feel and why some seem to paint onto the brain with better feelings than others. We can describe the reasons why we like the colors we like, but we can't choose why we do. The color, sort of, chooses us. In a relatively low-stakes situation like our favorite color, it's easy to just realize which one feels best and declare it without trying. How one defines their purpose and carries out the bulk of their life, however, is not so easy nor so low stakes, making it inevitably more complicated, convoluted, and challenging. Although perhaps it is, at its core, somewhat the same as knowing your favorite color. In the same letter to Packard, Bukowski went on to say, We work too hard. We try too hard. Don't try. Don't work. It's there, looking right at us, aching to kick out of the closed womb. In this, Bukowski alludes to the idea that if you have to try to try, if you have to try to care about something or have to try to want something, perhaps you don't care about it, and perhaps you don't want it.
perhaps it isn't your favorite color. Throughout his life, Bukowski constantly returned to writing, never reducing or modifying his voice for the sake of something else, never letting the rejection or the suffering throughout the process ultimately take writing away from him. It's not that Bukowski didn't try, it's that he didn't try to be something that he wasn't. He tried to be a writer, but he didn't try to want to be a writer, nor did he try to write how he wanted to write. He just did it and kept on doing it. At least creatively, we seem to often perform at our best when we are ourselves, natural and honest, attending to who we really are and what we really want to say or do, without the addition of ulterior motives, without forcing it or overthinking too much. And perhaps this is, in part, what Bukowski meant. Truthfully, no one other than Bukowski can say or know exactly what Bukowski ever really thought or meant in anything. And none of this is to suggest that something as hard and complicated as purpose and passion and desire and success is easy or prescribable, because it isn't. It's all as unclear and complicated as the very brain that contrives the whole system. And it's not as if writing or filmmaking or painting or making music or business or whatever else must come easy to the writer or filmmaker or painter or musician, etc., in order for it to be the right thing or for them to be great at it. But it is likely, however, that if the pain and endurance of working through the process does not feel worth it, and you are not compelled to do it even in the face of rejection or hardship or sacrifice, then perhaps it is here where Bukowski might say, don't try. But if it does, if the thought of not doing the thing hurts more than the thought of potentially suffering through the process, if the thought of a life without it or never having tried it at all terrifies you, if it comes to you, through you, out of you, almost as if you're not trying, perhaps Bukowski might say here, try. And if you're going to try, go all the way. Charles Bukowski. It's getting spooky. It's getting spooky. It's, 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 it's getting spooky. 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 It's getting it's getting spooky. Weird times. Global weirding. Now, over 500 South African medical students are left in the lurch in Cuba. It's reported many of them have completed their fifth year and have since been stra uh, stranded there with no stipend, no food, and left in dire straits since May. The South African Medical Association is now urging the health department to expedite their safe return. Let's bring in the association's vice president, Dr. Mvuyisi Mzukwa. Uh, Thank you very much, Doc, for your time. Now, according to the reports that we've seen, and according to your statement, uh, for instance, the, these doctors have last been paid on the 27th, on the 31st rather of May. That's about two months ago. Um, and also the department saying that it will fly them back between the 24th and the 25th of July. That's gone. Those dates have gone and have passed. Uh, good evening, Masiko, and uh, um, good evening to your, to your viewers as well. Thanks for having some in your program. We are really concerned, uh, as, like you said in your introduction, uh, about those uh, students uh, in Cuba who are, are stranded there, cannot come back to the country. You know, we understand that a, there are issues with COVID-19 
and also that the issues that are put on the table by students to say that uh, uh, the department must pay the stipend, you know, uh, uh, from May, uh, so that you know they are obviously actually to take uh, into consideration the fact that these are young people uh, who are stranded in a foreign country. And we cannot afford, as a parent sitting at home, looking at uh, media reports of students, uh, your child out there uh, suffering in those conditions that we have seen in some of the reports. Mm -hmm. Are you privy, uh, Doc, about any information on the promise that uh, these students would be paid by the 28th of July? That deadline is today. Are you privy to any information that they have, in fact, been paid their stipends now? No, we do not know whether it has happened as yet. Uh, we have requested an urgent meeting with the Department of Health uh, to discuss this matter because to us uh, it's, it's, a, it's an urgent matter that must be attended to uh, as soon as possible. So uh, in that meeting we'll verify if that has, has happened and also we'll be briefed uh, uh, regarding these uh, flights that have gone to Cuba. To, to try and, 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 and uh, bring those students back to, to this country. Mm. I want to talk about these flights and the dates that was promised by government was the 24th and 25th of July. And like I said earlier, those dates have come and gone. Uh, but also over and above that, we've read reports that some of these students, these uh, um, uh, student doctors, have been stuck in Cuba for five years. So, um, you know, this coming to light now, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with those who say um, the South African government doesn't care about its doctors then? Well, um, we, 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 we hope that is not the message on the attitude of government, that they don't care about their own citizens. Um, we, we, we are worried that their students can uh, be in a foreign country without any form of financial support. You know, because, I mean, you can imagine uh, how, how do you live in a foreign country when you do not have uh, that kind of support. So um, uh, it is upon the Department of Health to prove uh, uh, those allegations, whether they are true or not. But uh, our, our, our plea at the moment uh, is that the government must take it very seriously, that our, our young uh, people, our young students are stuck in a foreign country. They, were, they didn't go there you know, on their own. They were assisted by government, and government must make sure that you know, they, they, it was very easy for them to fly doctors from Cuba to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Why can't it be easy for them to fly those students back, you know, even during the time of the pandemic? And it was easy for them to uh, you know, give financial support uh, to the doctors who came from Cuba. Mm -hmm. Why can't they do the same with our, our own students, our own children in this country? Mm -hmm. So this is our plea that we don't, we don't need to have any further uh, developments on this story. We just need our students coming back and they must be safe and they must be given their demands. Their stipends must be given to them.
-hmm. That's very profound, Doc. And while I still have you, I just want to ask you about something else. I think a lot of people are asking themselves what's attributed to the last 24-hour numbers of our COVID-19 infections here in South Africa going up. We were recording between 11 and 12,000 for at least uh, two or three days. And now it's at 17,000 with uh, provinces such as Gauteng jumping from about 2,000 to 5,000. Um, you know, as a professional in uh, the field of medicine, what would you attribute these numbers to? Could it be that people were not getting tested because of the unrest three weeks ago? Uh, there are so many factors. Um, one is that uh, uh, our, our, uh, we had uh, these riots and the unrest in the country, and we've been waiting, you know, to see if they, that is going to have any effect. And uh, we've been having many t uh, political gatherings, you know, where there's no wearing of masks and all those things. But also, like you said, there was no access, you know, even to uh, testing uh, sites and also the hospitals themselves. So if you have that kind of environment, you are bound to have cases where uh, people will die uh, or will become severe or severely ill because they don't have access to any healthcare facility. But on top of that, I... I do think that our tracing team on the ground should be doing their work much more than before. Because what is happening now, you get people who test positive, but they don't like to be their relatives to be tested, or even relatives refusing at times to, to be tested. So if you have an asymptomatic person going out there, you know, the virus will be transmitted from one person to the next, and that will complicate uh, this whole thing. And I think education health education must continue on the ground. Mm -hmm. And Doctor, um, you heard during the course of the week many of our government officials saying that we've surpassed the third wave. Maybe they jumped the gun. I think, you know, that's, that's uh, my, my uh, challenge with, uh, you know, some of uh, our colleagues uh, who are called experts. At times, I think we do uh, get excited over a, a very short period. I mean, re really, look at, we have not even gone, uh, done our uh, uh, week average, and then we're already pronouncing of, 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 on reaching a peak. Um, I, I think we, we, we are quick to say things uh, and, and making people, you know, uh, drop their guards, you know, when it comes to prevention with the non-pharmaceutical interventions. You know, this thing of making pronouncements to say the third wave is not going to be the same as, as, as the other waves, it, it, it landed us where we are today. So I think that is very dangerous to j just jump the gun and make pronouncements prematurely. Dr. Mvuyisim Zukwa, thank you so much for your time, Vice President of the South African Medical Association. And finally, from these very projects, local legend Ashy Larry. <laughs> Why do they call him Ashley Larry? Well, there's your answer. Ashley Larry, Marcy Projects. Marcy, son, what? Okay, Larry gets first word. Let's see how he does. They made it dry and cool to Kento Yank. Come on, let's go. I stole this money on my girl purse. She think I'm out emptying the trash. Moment. I need this. So what you need is some chapstick and a set of trousers. Roll the dice, yeah, some motherfuckers start the game. All right, well, I'm about to go from ashy to classy. Oh! 
Ooh, and just like that, Ashy Larry is eliminated. Ouch. She gonna kill me? Keisha gonna oh. kill me? Larry, what the fuck are you doing? I was, okay, remember, I was emptying the trash. And that bad not be the money out my goddamn purse. I was emptying, okay, remember. Get the shit out and get the fuck out of here. This is what I'm trying to get tell you. I was just taking the trash out. You mean? I was just taking the trash She is gonna fuck him up. You said it. <laughs> Just in time, here comes dumbass Ashley Larry. What a dice, what a dice, what a dice. Yo, give me that money, son. Go upstairs and put on some lotion. Bang it! Told me just to empty the trash. Well, Rob, I gotta. Let's talk about Cuba and why it's not working. There's not enough food, medicine, or fuel. The economy is broken. Even with a job, it's hard for most Cubans to buy the basics. And then throw in a pandemic. The people, they're tired. An unprecedented display of anger and frustration in the streets of Cuba. Miles de personas marcharon para protestar por la falta de libertades y por la paupérrima situación económica. And this, this is rare for Cuba. People daring to protest on the streets and online. Nosotros merecemos vivir, merecemos un futuro. So what's gone wrong? Why are things worse than ever? And where does the U.S. fit in? After 60 years of communism, it's hard to know just how many Cubans still support the revolutionary ideals of Fidel Castro. There are no free elections or independent polls. The state controls the media and shuts down the internet when it wants. All we know is what we're seeing and hearing. And in July, when thousands of Cubans marched in protest, they were chanting things like, and also this. The chant is from this song, released a few months ago, a song that's become the soundtrack to people's frustrations. It's a spin on Fidel Castro's famous slogan. People are tired of not only of the situation, but also tired of listening to the same things all over again. The system right now isn't working for anyone. So let's get into some of the main reasons why. Starting with the absolute essential, getting enough to eat. People have to undergo uh, hour-long lines in order to get food and not even to get all the food they need. They don't grow enough food for themselves. They're an island that doesn't provide enough fish for itself. In most countries, food is supplied by a mix of public and private industries. But Cuba's communist system centralizes and controls that whole process. Farming is already tough enough. There are shortages of things like pesticides, fuel and equipment, stuff that has to be imported. And there's a drought, the worst in 100 years. Now, the government sets prices and production quotas for farmers. It collects their produce and controls distribution. But most economists agree that that kills any incentive for farmers to be more productive. And the whole system is bureaucratic and inefficient. It didn't work in the Soviet Union. It's not working in Cuba. Most Cuban uh, farmers are still dependent on the state. And that has not um, encouraged that sector from fulfilling the 
the, the needs of 11 millions of Cubans. What all this means is that Cuba can't feed itself. The state has to import something like 70% of food, and that just got even more expensive. In the last year, global prices jumped 40% because of the pandemic. Now, to buy food on the international market, Cuba needs foreign currency, but it doesn't have much of that. And there's a whole bunch of reasons for it. Mismanagement by the country's leaders, for sure. But also the US embargo, which those same leaders have consistently blamed for the terrible state of the economy. Levántame el bloqueo. Levántame las 243 medidas y vamos a ver cómo tocamos. The US embargo, I think it has two effects. One is the real effect, and the other one is the way it serves the authorities as, a, as an excuse to evade their own responsibility. A full trade embargo was first imposed by President Kennedy after Fidel Castro seized power in the Cuban Revolution. This was initiated in 1962 as part of a larger effort to overthrow the Cuban government. That same embargo still exists today. It's basically a web of laws and regulations that ban U.S. companies from trading with anyone linked to the Cuban state. The sanctions also make it complicated for international companies to do business with Cuba, especially because so much global trade is done in U.S. dollars, so it has to go through banks in the U.S. Cuba still has trade worth hundreds of millions of dollars with other countries like China, Spain, and Germany. But the U.S. embargo makes it all more time-consuming and more expensive. And because nearly everything in Cuba is owned and controlled by the state or the military, the sanctions don't just hurt Cuba's leaders, they affect the whole economy. Under President Obama, a lot of sanctions were relaxed. He even took Cuba off the U.S. list of state sponsors of terrorism. But his successor, President Trump, reversed that policy, put Cuba back on the terror list, and added about 200 more sanctions that target government ministries and businesses linked to the military. So far, President Biden has kept all those sanctions and even added some more against Cuban officials after the crackdown on protesters in July. What's clear is that Cuba's ability to provide for its people, which let's face it, is supposed to be the Cuban model, well, that's being squeezed like never before. And gone are Cuba's rich friends. For decades, it could count on the Soviet Union. But when it collapsed in the 1990s, so did Cuba's economy. That was Cuba's last big crisis. In the 2000s, Cuba found a new friend in Venezuela and benefited from dirt-cheap Venezuelan oil to use and resell. But oil shipments are way down because of US sanctions and the collapse of Venezuela's economy and its oil sector. And it's left Cuba struggling to keep the lights on. There's no more superpower or political ally that can boost the stability of the Cuban regime in ways that uh, happened before. Because the economy has been so bad for years, many Cubans have relied on remittances, money sent from their relatives abroad, especially those in the U.S. And that's an important source of dollars for the Cuban economy, too. But even that tap isn't flowing like it used to. Under President Trump, companies like Western Union were banned from sending cash because they work with a bank in Cuba owned by the military. So that dried up a big source of cash. And Cubans can hardly rely on their own currency. The peso just can't buy them what they need. It got even worse when the government devalued the peso back in January as part of a major currency reform. But it created an enormous inflation. So the price of food, especially, went way up. It's a huge mess. And then you add a pandemic. 
which has cut off another economic lifeline for Cuba, tourist dollars. This year, international visitors are down by nearly 90%. Cuando desapareció el turismo por la pandemia, eh, nos quedamos con las manos cruzadas. The other devastating effect of the pandemic has been on Cuba's health system. It's often held up as an example of something Cuba's actually done quite well, at least better than some of its Latin American neighbors. But like other sectors, it's suffered from mismanagement and sanctions. And now, it's being crushed by COVID-19. Hemos tenido que crear eh, capacidades de hospitalización en lugares que nunca se habían pensado. While Cuba now has a vaccine, they don't have sufficient syringes to uh, distribute the vaccine. Life has become almost intolerable. And all those pressures, well, they seem to have pushed Cubans to speak out against their government more openly than ever before. But it's all come at a cost. One organization has recorded at least 700 detentions and forced disappearances since those July 11th protests. More people in Cuba have lost their fear of being repressed and going out into the streets. People have seen that generation after generation, the time goes by and they just keep waiting. And the political speech doesn't change, the solution doesn't arrive. The question is, how much longer are Cubans prepared to wait? Uh, yeah, um, well, Ray Allen kind of, kind of convinced me we had a little golf trip in uh, DR, and he was talking about some of the things he was doing about going back to school and challenging yourself and stuff uh, for us athletes. And, I uh, really took heed to it and decided to go back. And um, one, of, one of the best liberal studies programs at a and and it just so happens I got deep roots in Carolina with you know Chris Paul and CJ Paul. And um, after that, it was just, you know, just things started trickling down, just trying to figure out if I still got eligibility, so see what's going on there. And uh, But more importantly, just try to educate myself, do something after basketball. Uh, they always told me I could go back whenever, uh, when I was coming out of high school, so this is whenever for me. The patience it brings you to it kind of golf is one of those uh, one of those games that can you know have you feeling really high or it can bring you down to your knees to humble you. So uh, to have that feeling and you know knowing that all of all of the game is pretty much on, on my on my own hands and I don't have to you know worry about teammates to pass the ball to and uh, getting receiving passes and, and playing defense. So I can just play my game and uh, you know just have fun. What's your handicap there? Uh, right now I'm a five. Um, it's not where I wanted to be yet. So playing with coach and uh, some of the guys on the team has been has been getting helpful. Uh, I started playing about 12 years ago. Um, the late Moses Malone taught me how to play. So uh, down in Houston, I was working out with John Lucas and during the summer times and stuff like that. So it was uh, it's been it's been a journey. Have you picked a major then? Yeah, liberal studies. And you're going to start August 16th as your first class? Uh, 18th, I think. 18th, yeah. so ready for that? Yeah, uh, it's been a, long, been a long time since I've been in school, so um, I'm excited though. It's new challenges, I get to really uh, buckle in. I got number free time now, and uh, you know, between raising kids and going to school, uh, my schedule's pretty full. Oh, it's very special. I, I can't wait uh, to be a part of an HBCU family and to really been embraced by everybody on campus so far. I uh, can't wait to see the students and start going to some of the football games and start really, you know, repping Aggie pride. 
The United States has denied Cuba's accusation that it is to blame for an extraordinary wave of protest on the Caribbean island. People across Cuba took to the streets on Sunday, venting their frustration over food and medicine shortages and record COVID-19 infections. President Miguel Diaz-Canal said that U.S. economic sanctions were stoking the unrest. These are the images Cuba's state TV broadcast of Sunday's mass protest. The country is going through its worst economic crisis in decades. Thousands took to the streets of Havana and elsewhere to protest food and medicine shortages. Cuba's President Miguel Diaz-Canel said it was the work of troublemakers. Yesterday, they threw stones at police forces, turned over cars, a totally vulgar, indecent and delinquent behavior. They've gotten the response they deserved. The protests and their scope are almost unprecedented in the history of the communist country. President Diaz-Canel blamed U.S. sanctions for the unrest. You have been carrying out policies that violate the human rights of an entire people for more than 60 years, and you intensify them in the midst of a pandemic. And now you want to present yourself as the big savior? Lift the blockade, lift the 243 measures, and we will see how we get along. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the Cuban regime has no one to blame but itself. It would uh, show that they uh, simply are not hearing the voices and will uh, of the Cuban people. Uh, people deeply, deeply, deeply tired uh, of the repression that has gone on for far too long. And President Joe Biden expressed solidarity with the protesters. Um, the United States stands firmly with the people of Cuba as they assert their universal rights. And we call on the government, government of Cuba, to refrain from violence and their attempts to silence the voice of the people of Cuba. Quiet returned to the streets of Havana on Monday, but the calm was forced, not free. Security forces patrolled the capital in large numbers. Mobile internet outages were frequent throughout the day, and access to many social media sites was blocked. Well, does Cuba's president have any ground for accusing the U.S. of a hand in these protests? We asked William Leo Grand, professor of government and expert in Latin American politics at American University in Washington, D.C. Well, I'm sure he points to the fact that the United States has been spending about $20 million a year uh, in support of opposition elements inside Cuba. But the reality is that these demonstrations were too large and too broad in scope across the island to be strictly the result of any effort by the United States to foment opposition. People are just economically desperate and frustrated right now because there's no food in the stores, there's no medicine in the pharmacies, there's no fuel at the gas stations, and there are now rolling electric blackouts in the middle of summertime. So people are just angry, and the result is this kind of social explosion. The U.S. embargo plays an important role. Uh, Donald Trump blocked remittances from Cuban-Americans going to their families in Cuba, and that was about $3.5 billion a year in hard currency flow, in foreign exchange currency, that Cuba no longer has. And that 
affected the standard of living of, of about 60% of Cuban families, and it meant the government had a lot less foreign exchange currency to be able to import food and medicine. So I think we'll have to wait and see whether this is the first of a kind of a cycle of protests, as we've seen in a number of other countries, or whether this was just uh, one single day's worth of social explosion. But either way, the underlying uh, social tensions and grievances that people have are not going to go away. And so they'll manifest themselves in one way or another. Hip hop, it started out in the park. <laughs> Hip hop. You know how we do it. We get out on the block, start break dancing. We hanging out with our friends, shaking hands. We do the dance. Go to the ball and right. shoot some hoop. Okay. Do, 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 do. I'm just trying to understand. Where was the L? I mean, the shows got bigger. All I did was cop more cars, cop more ice, <laughs> more cribs. The press got bigger. I guess, as you can say, last change. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. $20,000 stuffed in my marriage yeah. 400 on that cullin' and shit scary Cause when I was backing out them business Nah, I ain't hear me Not a Rolls Royce truck park And stun on any car that parked near me Check the road, huh. Homie, I got time today Ballin' like I'm signed to play It's common buying diamonds eating ramen on a private plane Disrespectful shooters with me They'll make your mama stain I'd have lost it all Got nothing to lose I let my llama bang Niggas say it's beef But now I don't see it I just see 50 packs 50 him, 50 him By the night, go get him whack Twitter niggas dissing while I'm laughing, bringing Millie's back Boy, you said it's danger, put that work and bring my glizzy back I'm wearing out these sweats for a week straight Left them in police tape, my alibi for leaf steak, yeah I still a nigga float, and what? And what? Ah, rocking four diamonds and diamonds Chinchilla jackets inside of the hottest climates If my mom can see me now, she say I'm flying Get a whiff of me, 20 golden changes like I'm Mr. T Shitting me? I done took some time, but now I'm focused Pose like a plumber, you ain't on shit, then don't approach us Cancel me and send me where I'm gang gang with all them roaches We popping on them coaches, getting the doses with them toasters Check me Having on my heads, he step on the court doing them head fakes Niggas keep on sleeping on me, hope they asleep till the bed break Copping all my dogs, watch they used to rob niggas barefaced Mitty still work the camera for me, but the nigga rolly with the red face Still getting head in the staircase, niggas call me a head case $20,000 popping out the rubber band, nigga all dead face I remember nights when my dog told me that he used to want the red wraith Now we pissing on the wraith, nigga, we done made it, nigga, ain't a fair race, nigga, ho Yeah uh, $40,000 spent it all at strokers Fuck about that door, we might slap up the promoters yeah. Old niggas talking and I ain't hearing them, I put phantom I leave cash body in that casket, it's careers in My prime to your prime, dog, it's no comparison What you gonna compare, some smack DVD appearances? Ding, 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 15 seconds of famous up Was in them hotels with R. Kelly, we should flame you up Plain James everywhere like Spider-Man aiming up Peace shooter, pocket rocket, making sure my baby's up She can't even disappear 
kiss me proper She know I'm a crazy fuck Off the lean, I got this bitch screaming off my lazy fuck If you see me, out with two bitches cause my ladies fuck If you see me, out with your new bitch, that bitch my ladies fuck Feeling like a porn star, I'm watching all this paper come Got you on the on star, I'm about to come and flame you up Suitcase full of cash, got me getting paper cuts I might buy the house beside my house to get my neighbors up Niggas say I'm tripping lady, I don't give you favor fuck Diamonds with the latest cuts, promise I ain't changing up Yeah, in it to the end it's me against the world with shipping, feeling like I'm winning I laugh about these rap niggas with a folded in my position More old money than a picture, why I got a hole for my extension Canada, stop fucking playing with us nigga This umbrella shit ain't no joke nigga we fly fast cars, nigga, fly jets, nigga Bad bitches, wild Chanel bags and shit Yeah My nigga Jay just made like three million dollars He keeping it low, I'm, you know what I'm saying? And that's my own boy, he don't even fucking rap Come on, man <laughs> President Biden said today he respects Cuomo's decision to step down As the president tried to put some distance between himself And the allegations that drove Cuomo from office At the White House, here is CBS's Ed O'Keefe Thank you, uh, President Biden Vice had President called on Andrew Cuomo to resign and today reluctantly discussed the downfall of one of his closest political allies. How would you assess his ten and a half years as governor of the state? In terms of his personal behavior or what he's done as a governor? What he's done as a governor? I thought he's done a hell of a job. I thought he's done a hell of a job. That's why it's so sad. The two men had worked together for decades. You got the best governor in the whole darn country. It's an ironic fall from grace for a governor who just two years ago signed legislation to help end sexual harassment. Let's honor all the women who have suffered this pain and endured this humiliation. Among Democrats at the state capitol... The governor's clearly lost the confidence of the majority members of the New York State Assembly. Cuomo's support evaporated in the past year amid questions about the state's handling of nursing home patients who died of COVID and whether he'd relied on state resources to write a memoir that would earn him more than $5 million. The state assembly was preparing to impeach him, and multiple people tell CBS News that all 63 members of the state Senate would likely have voted to remove him. But Democratic strategist and CBS News political contributor Joel Payne says we may not have seen the last of the governor. The voters decide to forgive Governor Cuomo, there's a world where he could run again in the future. Cuomo was preparing to run for a fourth term next year, but for now, he's a political pariah and the third consecutive New York governor to either resign or not seek re-election because of scandal. Major? Ed O'Keefe for us at the White House. Thank you. Oh, speaking of that, Kiss, has Tyler the Creator reached out to you? <laughs> he, he gave you some high praise. Tyler, Tyler the Creator, man, chill out. Uh, I like Tyler the Creator. You know he does. Though. That just means that he tapped into our frequency and he loved verses, so I didn't take it as disrespect. But what he said, he, he expounded, he and he, he was just like, on me or some crazy shit. yeah. But he, he expounded and said he 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 said you care. He said that's what yeah, he got. He was yeah, like kissing the locks, care yeah, yeah. about the craft of yeah. of of rap. Yeah, mm -hmm. very talented, very smart. Dude. And what's wrong with the fat nigga from Drew Hill, man? Yo. I mean, that's another time I got caught in a moment. But think about it. What was he doing up there? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned Messi a little wave. Il va but, um, les Bagodion, that one will never be forgotten from the part on behalf of Leo Messi. Allez-moi, c'est que j'oublie mes mots. Pardonnez-moi parce que ce qu'on est en train de vivre, c'est quand même quelque chose d'historique. Leo Messi qui est en train de nous rejoindre. Well, 
For all of you that still doubt, that can't believe it, this is live television. This is Lionel Messi here on Paris Saint-Germain TV, PSG TV. <laughs> and uh, what a moment. What a moment Bienvenido. for Paris Saint-Germain. Bienvenido, Leo. Hola. Hola, Roby, Ambre. Hola. Bienvenido on PSG TV, on Paris. I'll go first. Lionel Messi here on PSG TV. Lionel, we've just seen outside with the aficionados, the, the supporters of Paris Saint-Germain. It's such a special day for the club, for them, for us. How is it for you? Leo, qué emoción. Tu, tu primera día es muy especial. Qué emoción. Su, su pregunta es simple. ¿Cómo te sientes muy, muy emocionado, no? La verdad que sí, que, que muy emocionado. Como dije recién, es, son unos días eh, especiales. Agradecer el cariño a toda esta gente que llegué eh, acá al país. La verdad que es una, una locura y... Y feliz, feliz de todos estos momentos que estoy viviendo y con ganas de, de empezar. Leo, um, París es un equipo que conoces muy bien porque uh, lo ha enfrentado mucho a ellos. Um, ¿Tú conoces su, su, su progreso? ¿Qué, qué piensas? Eh, ¿Qué es la imagen del club y de, la, y de su progreso antes de venir aquí en París? Bueno, creo que el club en los últimos años creció muchísimo, donde están, eh, intenta tener siempre los mejores del mundo y creo que eh, hoy por hoy lo... Los tiene, tiene una grandísima plantilla, estuvo muy cerca de los últimos años de peleando siempre ahí por, por la Champions y, y bueno, creo que, que el club siempre fue eh, en crecimiento y, y es, es muy potente, muy potente a nivel de club, de plantilla y de eh, en el mundo eh, muy seguido por todos. Los mejores del mundo, eh, te vemos muy cerca de los parisianos, vacaciones, club, selección, Ibiza, <ríe> es importante, fue importante para ti, para tu elección de venir en una nueva familia con, con tus amigos. Sí, la verdad que sí, que tengo amigos acá en, en la plantilla y obviamente que fue una cosa muy, muy importante para mí el saber que están, están ellos, que todo va a ser mucho más fácil la, la adaptación para la familia también. Eh, más allá de todo lo que es eh, París como club, obviamente el tener eh, amigos también, también fue una manera de, de, de poder de, decidir más fácil también. Y por finir, ¿una palabra para los aficionados? Como dije recién, agradecidísimo por todo el, el cariño. Sé que hace dos o tres días que están en, en la calle, en los aeropuertos, estadio, eh, hospital. Eh, la verdad que es impresionante. No había vivido nunca una cosa así, así que que es mi primera experiencia después de tantos años en un, en un club, un cambio. Y la verdad que, que fue espectacular. Feliz de, de estar acá y con ganas de empezar para, para vivir momentos inolvidables juntos seguramente. Gracias Leo y te deseamos una gran aventura aquí en París. Muchísimas gracias. Alors attends, vous êtes en grand écran. Alors attends Laure, je mets sur pause. On a un invité spécial. Je demande l'attention de tout le monde. Il a envie de lancer son propre chant. Bonjour Omar. Bonjour à tous. Y a Omar. Messi, Messi. Les gars, Messi, Messi. And it works. Et c'est parti, ça y est.
Hey guys, so um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like, I got the vaccine. I think everybody should. I think it's really important like that we all do this just as like citizens, as Americans, we have to look out for each other and get this shit under control, guys. So like, I suggest to all my followers, you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing. Psych, bitch. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I never had COVID. You ain't sticking me with that motherfucking needle. It's the motherfucking flu. Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having, okay? Why are we working around y'all? If y'all, uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a motherfucking mask. Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep, 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar bitches.